What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome to All the Smoke. A production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke. We ain't been in the studio for a minute, bro. My brother, I'm happy to be back, though. Good to be back. I see your hands are nice and dry. Man, hey. <laughs> oh, speaking of nice and dry, you know what I need? What you need? I need my Hue products. Oh, man, I'll bring them tomorrow. My friend, I, I ran dry. I'm, you know what I mean? But he, that was a low key diss. I, I know I didn't get into it, but he, he said, I see your hands are nice well, and dry. Yeah, like, he, he. Nah, them used to be. First them, season, first sw- season. Swamp nuts yeah. hands over here. Motherfucking oh, hands okay, used to be okay. just. First season, I had to get wet. used to the lights, you know. You're a little nervous. Yeah. Now he's a pro. You yeah. can tell you've done this shit before, so. All right. Anyway, man. I didn't want to let that just go under. Like, uh, catch <laughs> oh, no, no. Jack? Oh, right. you know what? I'm glad you're here. Because right, normally, normally. Yeah, I be sliding shit in the hose. Nobody catches it. I always catch everything. I laugh at everything because everybody missed Matt is Matt just as slick as you, Mike. <laughs> well, well, welcome, man. Introduce the man. man. One of my favorite people, man. Uh, got a chance to meet him, been a fan of him for a long time. Although I feel like he played Remy too well in higher learning. We'll talk about that shit later. And Mike Rappaport, man. <laughs> Good to have you, baby. My brother. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. I don't even feel like a guest. I feel like I'm just nah, you know, hanging home. with you man, guys. You know, I, I mean, I just man. I love you guys and I love the show and I'm so not surprised that. You guys are banging and doing your yeah. shit. You've been in the locker rooms with the uncensored talk with me, so you know what time I've it is. I've seen at the big three. I mean, this fucking guy. Yeah, I, I heard see. he's smoking out locker like pr- pr- NBA locker rooms. And we and we had Break a performance. Break the motherfucker open. And yeah, we. Yeah, I mean, he. he there was some loss. Me and him. It went viral. The oh, yeah, it's a little ghetto boy. Little ghetto boy. Oh, Me and him back and forth with the lyrics. Yeah. Me and him yeah. back and forth. game. That shit, I hope the big three comes back because that shit was. Fun. Yeah, that shit was awesome, bro. That's fun as up. fuck. I have so much fun doing that shit. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like 
we're, we're on the bus sometimes. I'll take, I'll hitch a ride with the team. And I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in the NBA. Like, you know, like we're on the bus and like everybody's just hanging out. Like this is before the game. And like, what do we do before the game? Like, yeah. I feel you like I'm. see what it's like. You're part of the team, man. I'm like, I'm on the team. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, what up. are we doing today, coach? Right. And all that shit. Yeah, at the end of the day, the whole big three is a team because we all in it together. It's fun. It's, it's so much fun. So much fun for me. So one thing I want to start, man, where we're at currently in, in, in this country, you're one of the most outspoken people on social media. Um, you know, you really speak your mind. I re appreciate and, re and respect that. People laugh. I mean, you have people rolling just about the way you go at our former president and his family. You know, I mean, for me, I, I've never, I'll be totally honest, and I'm sure it's similar with you guys. I never spoke on politics I never knew anything. I never gave it a second thought. I didn't, I didn't uh, speak on uh, uh, Barack. I didn't speak on Hillary. I didn't, speak, I didn't even speak on Trump-Hillary uh, election. Anything before that, before, I, I didn't care about politics. It, it never crossed my... I felt it as, like, you know, most younger, dumb motherfuckers. Like, this is just some shit, you know, some corny shit has nothing to do with me. Right. The thing about Trump that has made me, well, the, the, the one thing that's been good about it is I have learned a lot about politics in he, the last... He forced four, you. He forced me. Mm -hmm. And he forced a lot of people. Me too. And he forced a lot of people to vote that felt the same way as me, and that's why he fucking lost. Right. That's why he fucking lost, because a lot of people publicly and Joe Schmoes on the corner who never paid attention were like, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> but for me, because, because, but for me it was just, you know, the reason why I talk so disrespectful disrespectfully to him and it's and it's people know that it's different than when i'm talking shit about an athlete or the knicks right is because he's he's so disrespectful oh, he preaches man. hate oh. it's so disrespectful and and I'll, I'll never i can't imagine ever like we have the new administration coming in they're gonna do some things we like they're gonna do some things we don't like <clears throat> don't be fooled into thinking I got the COVID test, by the way. Don't be fooled into thinking they're not. But but it won't be done in a malicious way. Right. And the the, the the divisiveness, right. the divisiveness is unforgivable. It's sick. It's sick. And and the continuing of it to this day, where you're playing games with you're not leaving, you're gonna leave, you lost. No bitch. It's no bitch. You did lose, bitch. Yeah. And you are going to leave. And if you don't leave on your own accord, you're going to get dragged the fuck out Straight with up. the zip ties. Straight up. Okay? And and your people ain't doing shit. There's not going to be any fucking civil war. Um, and on March, on January 20th, 2021, you're not going to be there. So you can continue kicking all the Willy Bobo bullshit you're kicking until then. It's... <clears throat> It's a it's a form of emotional terrorizing. Yeah. He's terrorizing us. He's terrorizing. You're not gonna leave. No, you're gonna fucking leave. Mm -hmm. You're fucking your daughter's leaving. Your two bum ass sons are leaving. Your fucking miserable <laughs> wife is leaving. They're all fucking leaving. She's gonna leave. Leave though. She's, She's gonna leave him. Period. Done. Whatever it is. And and and. But like the, the the language that I use is because it's just it's just genuine. Like I don't appreciate the disrespect. I don't appreciate. The way he speaks to people, I don't appreciate the nicknames. Yeah, I, I, this is not basketball. Mm -hmm. This ain't three on three. This ain't fucking Life. football. This is not snapping. This ain't comedy. This ain't uh, 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 any of that shit. Mm -hmm. you, you're giving people nicknames. No, I got a nickname for you. You're not. Fuck that. Like you know, and 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 it's not. 
like I think um, uh, I know I like I do know a lot more about politics than I did. I don't consider myself an expert in any way, but it's like just to be presidential. You have to be at least presidential. Uh, some yeah. sort of level. You have something. To, the bar is so low. He said the bar is so low. It's and and disgusting. some people say, well, you say you you're just like him. I go, I'm a fucking actor, comedian. I ain't the fucking president. And right. if I was the president, I would behave in a way that that, that serves the job. Right. Like what the right. fuck is wrong with you? You're crazy. And so that that's what it's brought out of me. And and the first time we were actually doing the big three. When when I really went nuts, the two things that got my attention were when he disrespected McCain and he said, I, I like my prisoners of war not mm. to be captioners. Mm. Like, what the fuck are you? What you're you a draft dodger. dodger. Right. You're a piece of shit. You're right. a bitch. Like, yo, you're if if we're playing ball, be like, I got this motherfucker. Yeah, you ain't scored. You're a bitch ass motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm gonna post him up. <laughs> Give me the ball, this bitch ass motherfucker. All this game. guy is all day. Like right. you're that dude, and and the, so to, to insult somebody, uh, McCain. I didn't know nothing about McCain. I still don't know anything about. It, but I know he went to fucking war. He was a fucking. Pr There's a, 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 a locked up abroad on him. You're a fucking draft dodger. So right. you're crazy. And then the Charlottesville shit. Mm. Like oh. yo, it doesn't take much to say these people are fucking crazy. And if you are so desperate to to endorse them and you need those votes, fuck you, fuck you. And then that was during the big three when I was like with the Charlottesville shit, because when you start talking about, you know, Jews will not replace us and, 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 and all this crazy shit, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm not, I, that's just how I am. Like, I'm right. not going to sit there and be like, not saying anything. And some people, why are you doing that? I'm like, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you saying something? So that he even you, made fun of handicapped people. Like, handicapped like what people, president would say something like that? Who bro? the fuck, for, who would normal person would say that right, shit? Like, right. I mean. So it's just it's just been so frustrating and 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 you know and the way he tries to stir people up and that's why I just stay on him because I'm just like you're getting the fuck out right. January 20th motherfucker mm -hmm. and you know you're getting the fuck out mm -hmm. so pack your shit Okay, or have whoever else you need to pack your shit. You're never coming back. There ain't going to be no portraits of your fat ass. There's no freeway. There's no bridges. There's no airports. You're a fucking, you're, you're, you're a shit stain on this country and, and really on the world. You're an embarrassment. He's take, your, take your tanning bed, too. Make sure you get his tanning bed. Get your tanning bed, bed your fucking did, makeup though, kit, all your shit. The one thing he did, I, I think, is he's, it's almost a, a, a line drawn in the sand now. Like before you said, uh, you know, whether you're engaged in politics or not before, if someone else won, it was never like, oh, okay, well, he won. Now it's almost like, fuck the other side, and that's what I don't like, because I really feel I agree. like, you know, there's still over 70 million people who voted for him. I so, agree. So, it, it, and I'm just on some, and I'm just like you, fuck this, fuck that, fuck him, but at the end of the day, if we're ever going to progress, I agree. we have to know what those 70 million people saw, thought, and why, and I'm sure they want to know about us the 100%. same thing. 100%. Because, you know, Biden and Harris both have spotty records, so I think... For, and then there's people like Jack that kind of feels like the system has been playing us and is always going to play us, so fuck it. So to me, those three worlds need to collide. I and, totally and agree. They to, yeah. to, to go it, up because we're like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So people look at us crazy because we voted for Biden and Harris. People might look at Jack crazy because he didn't vote. Mm -hmm. People look at people who voted for Trump. Like, so there's no real win here. So to me, instead of fucking everybody, it has to be like we so somehow have to kind of come together and figure out like what is it. And to, dis to, to dismiss every single 
one of those 70 million people that voted for Trump as a, as a racist, you're no, fucking you stupid. You can't. You can't. I guarantee you, one of them 70 million, I know and I fuck with. I guarantee you. Some, I might there's, not there's know, more, but I guarantee you it's one of them 70 million that I'm cool have, with. We have a to, lot of them. We have to listen. We have to listen because, okay, Biden Harris won now. There's going to be four years, mm-hmm. whether it's him, whether right. it's the next person. And and we have 70 million people don't come out for no reason. There's not 70 million people that are like, I hate black people, I hate Jews, I hate this, that's why I'm voting. It's not that simple. And I've said that on social media, people like, well, well, you you know, like they they want to castrate me. I'm like, I'm... I, I watch all that shit. I watch mm-hmm. Fox News. Mm-hmm. I listen to Ben Shapiro. I watch all the news places. First of all, they're all the same fucking thing. It's literally like, <laughs> it, it, and, and these are my guys, it's literally like Skip and Shannon. We know that Skip and Shannon don't fucking, like Skip doesn't hate LeBron as much as he says, and Stephen A doesn't, you know, it's like performances, you yeah. know what I mean? And those news people are the same thing, but you have to watch. It's like, you have to understand, it's like if you're playing another team, don't you want to see what the playbook is? Right. Don't you want to hear what their huddle is doing? Mm-hmm. So so I watch it all, and, and in turn, it, it's helped me understand it a little bit more. Right. And it's not about the people who voted for him. For me personally, it's that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. it's it's just and like and I'm just like, don't don't you people that voted for him? Don't you have standards? Like, don't you want to hold him to some standards? Mm-hmm. Like he's just talking crazy. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're Republican, God bless you, but you like this is this is your guy. Mm-hmm. This the best you got. Right. So you know it's. It's been interesting, and 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 it's uh, it's. I definitely feel like I, you know I, I appreciate the 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 learning about it, yeah. and I mean and like I was saying to Jack, I mean this year has been so fucking crazy, you know, on so many different levels, starting with Kobe, yeah. which we thought would mm-hmm. how could anything get so more like shocking, and then it's like that feels like it's happened ten years ago. And domino effects, insane. And and you know and all the racial stuff and. You know, and and it's just been one fucking thing in the corona and the not corona and, you know, real, not real. It's just been 2020 has been a motherfucker, man. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. 
Shopify has made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When we look back, like this is going to be a pivotal part of history. For sure. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're smack dab in the middle of it. And, and, and we're still getting crazy. killed by police. Right. Rappers are getting killed. Uh, each other. Ki- killing each other. Like it's, 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 it's 2020 time. is continuing to get. It's a scary time. Yeah. And I mean, to think. And, 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 yeah. Go, I mean, and, and don't be fooled, you know, because I voted for uh, Biden and Harris and, and, and you did that. We think that they're going to save the world because <laughs> they're not. This right. is going to be a process. And we don't even know if they're the right choice, but I think we had to get someone out that, like you said earlier, caused so much division in this country. Just period. some decency. Because so these, these people so are not uh, uh, scot-free. No, very, uh, very these spotty not- track records. To me, what, what encourages me about these two is because they've had such spotty track records to the black and brown community. Both of them have had their fair share with the crime bill and, and, and what Harris was doing up north that I think they're going to try to go above and beyond to right those wrongs. I agree with that. I think they want to... Earn it back. Fix. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and hopefully, I mean, it's a long it's a process. Fucking, it's, it's a, a lot long, of fixing to do. It's a, it's a lot of it's fixing, a lot of to, fixing do. to do. And, and, and at the end of the day, motherfuckers got to start fixing themselves. True. You know, That's where it starts. You know, one thing, it's a controversial thing. And I don't know why it's controversial. I do not know why on social media it's controversial. Why when you, br- only on social media, but we were talking about like the, the reaction on social media, which is not the real reaction of the right. world. Right. But the, like you say, rappers getting shot, you know, black people are still killing black people right. on the regular. And people say, well, that's a part of systemic racism. Okay, well, that's a major part of it that's happening in every city, every, city. every fucking day. So if they go, well, it's a part, there's a bigger picture. Okay, well, we need to fix this immediately because mm-hmm. there's lives being lost of innocent, not innocent, women, children. Babies. Yeah. Babies. And for some fucking reason, I don't know why, I don't know why if it's because a, a, a white person is bringing it up or it doesn't seem like anybody wants to bring it up. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why this is not something that like, if we're, we're talking about an issue that's uh, uh, you know, like a fucking pandemic. Huge. That's a fucking pandemic. Huge. Our worst enemy. We are on our, We've been our, our worst enemy. We, and one thing, you know, that's the first thing with the whole Black Lives Matter movement that people want to point out. Black Lives Matter, why are blacks killing each other? And they, and they have a point to an extent, and it, it's deeper than this. But one thing that I know for sure is we just need to get out there and work with people. I'm working with a group called Advanced Peace, and what we do is we work. We're, we're uh, based in Northern California. We're, we're 
building the Sacramento chapter up now. It started in Richmond and it's in Stockton with Mayor Tubbs. And it's really, it's a program where we get on the ground and actually talk to the shooters and most people who are most likely to be shot. Because all we ever want to do is tell people, put their guns down, stop doing this, stop doing that. But then what are we tooling them with to, you deprogram to live? But what are you giving them to? So I'm telling Jack, put your gun down, but then what? Yep. Like, what right. am, am I giving you a computer? Am I giving you a microphone? Am I giving you a camera? Am I, what am I giving you to better yourself or, or make some money? You, you know what I mean? So trade. that's what this program is. Is like you said, deprogramming them, getting them in this program, setting goals, and then I'm allowing them to, after they pass a certain amount of months in this program, allow them to actually earn money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just has to be more ground root stuff. So we're, we're, we're in California and we're going to start going nationwide, but that is a huge issue in the black and brown community, particularly the black community, is, is us killing each other just over some dumb Bullshit. shit. Bullshit. Well, well, for you guys, like especially, I mean, because... I know how you get down. I know how you get down. You've been, for some reason, God put in the middle of this at six months, maybe five five or six months since the George Floyd passing. And you guys both being, you know, frontline people, people who people uh, uh, know are real motherfuckers. What's been the, the biggest eye opener that you've learned just about? The way this whole shit works? Well, I'm gonna, he, he was really frontline. He I started think, the movement. So I, I think wanna... for me... You know that you didn't know or think about the day you went to Minnesota. Yeah, well, well, everything, everything was new to me. You know, I never been in a position. I never thought I'd see people riding and protesting, and and me showing up, and people want to tear stuff up in my name and my brother's name. Like that was a, a mind blowing for me. You know, just to have our back and for 18 countries and 50 states, all the protests from my brother was mind blowing. But I think the biggest thing that blew me, Mike, is was the day I went there to. Well, two things. The day I went there to speak up for my brother, how many other mothers that needed a Stephen Jackson to speak up for them? Right. That lost their kids, that they didn't have nobody to speak up for them. Right. Then two, going out when I'm doing these givebacks and and giving back to these areas that need, it's all races that's in these areas that need, that's struggling, that that don't have nothing. Right. You know what I mean? So so I inherited not only just black people pain, when I go to these ghettos and and, and tears coming out my eyes because I see these people living and and don't have a thing, Uh I've inherited every race pain in the areas where we come from. Uh So what I learned most is that there's so many people that don't have, Mike, Right. that we don't have no room for hate or no room to, 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 to belittle somebody else and not care about the next person. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people that need. We need, we need everybody to, 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 to end this. We need everybody. Do you, do, do, when you're out there doing the, 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 the hand downs and stuff like that, are, are, is it like, because I'm like, I, I was saying I, I want to go, but I can't fuck with it because of the corona. But when mm-hmm. you're out there, like, that shit has to have a toll on you, right? Well, yeah, you know, it, it has. I mean, I've, I've gotten many a text from him. You know, bro, get you some rest, take your time, you know, because for like three, four months, it tell you, I wasn't sleeping. Right. I, I was just doing it off my heart. Right. And I still don't know what I'm doing, Mike, but I know I'm, I'm doing what's right. And uh, yeah, I thought about COVID and all that, but I think, you know, my, my, my faith in God and me knowing that I was doing something right, bigger than myself. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I just I just had confidence that he was going to protect me. Right. And 15 tests in, I haven't had COVID, but it's, I'm just doing what. You know what God asked me to do, and hopefully I'm I'm making everybody proud, not just my people, but everybody proud. Because when you're out there, like you, you you're not like, oh, I can't give you. You're people you're are crying. You got to mix. You're just with ain't them. no in between with you're that. Human. Like, right. Ain't no in between with out there. Right, I think the right. one thing, you know, that I learned from a different point of view. I mean, because Jack and I have talked extensively about this, but just the, the fact that there are really cops out there trying to terrorize and kill. <sighs> 
black people at, right. at an alarming rate. Right. And like you said, you people want to compare what blacks are doing. You're right, but black people aren't paid to protect and serve. Right. You know, they're, they're right. we're doing what we're doing. But there's police officers who are paid to protect and serve, and you see the the SWAT, the, excuse me, the, the sheriff team in, in, in Los Angeles County with those tattoos about killing black and browns and doing whatever. And the police brutality that continues to you know, terrorize our, and plague our country. And people always want to say, well, they kill more white. There's more white people. That's why they're, by per, you know, by numbers. But on average, blacks are being killed more. And, and the, the crazy part is nothing is being done about it. Like, I think the George Floyd situation was so impactful. One, because there was a real strong, you know, a celebrity voice behind it that looked just like George mm -hmm. pushing it. But we are all sitting down from COVID too and it forced yeah. us for eight and a half minutes to watch a man yeah. suffer. Like normally when they take us down, it's a shot. And unfortunately, most yeah. of the time it's death. But you see someone pleading for, you know, their mom and, and doing what they're doing. So it really awoke people up. But even with that said... And you would never... The, the first thing that I said about it, you would never... Ever and it, and people go, oh, you would never see a white cop do that to a white man on Lexington Avenue. I'm saying where I'm from in the on the east side of Manhattan. You just it's never happened, and right. you would never see it. Right. Fucking like a fucking animal. Right. You and just then, wouldn't see it. But then if you think too, I mean, there was still that people had enough nerve to kind of justify. Well, what did he do before? Or he was on drugs? Or he I had don't give underlying a fuck what like he, did. he didn't deserve that. No one deserves that. No color. No nothing. None of that. You know what I mean? And it's still like a normal person. You don't do that to an animal. At all. To a dog. I mean, like I if mean, you were putting down a dog Mike or a Vick, horse or something. Mike shit. Vick got, you know, Mike Vick got crucified for 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 doing stuff to animals that that that, you know. And then you see this live in front of us but it's just a tough time you know like i said i don't want to get stuck in this right. area no, 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 conversation too much but i you know i just think hopefully things are changing <laughs> 2020 has been a hell of a roller coaster Jesus man and, and 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 i think some good things are on the brink for all of us and uh you know we just kind of have to stay the course but i mean know, let's change this fucking subject okay let's no, talk I'm about the it. fucking lakers okay let's talk Where about fucking some, talk, talk about the lakers i mean you're no, a lifelong I mean, knicks fan no, let's, we can jump okay, into we'll that talk, you want to talk about the knicks first let's talk about you want to get me first. fucking aggravated talk about the knicks first Let, okay. let's talk what is wrong with your your team i mean I, as a player i'll wait for jackie jackie you okay as a player, uh, you know, it, it's it's the Mecca. You know, it's the energy. No, it's not. It's, it's, it, it used to be. It's not anymore. No, not not, not even close. But my, I remember when we were first coming in the league, it still had the aura. It, it's died off by far, and it used to have a real aura back in the day. But the energy of the fans and the city and the knowledge of the fans and good basketball, and it just hasn't been that for so long. It's a fucking shit show, <laughs> Matty Barnes, and the trade thing started today, okay? And... I used to not be one of these, oh, it's the owner. I, I, I used to like, you know, uh, oh, like even with the Patriots, fuck Bob Kraft. It's not, it's not the owner, you know. And for years, I, I didn't even jump on the Dolan is a piece of shit thing. I, I, I literally didn't pay any attention. My father was Dolan, Dolan, Dolan. And you'd hear people say, and I'm like, what Dolan? It had nothing to do. What the fuck are you talking about? These guys ain't shit. We're changing our coaches every goddamn fucking two or three uh, seasons. Uh, uh, and, and now I, I we've we've <laughs> we've changed rosters. The crazy thing is right now. Okay, the season's going to start the twenty second of December, right? I will have to look at the goddamn roster again and be like, who the fuck are at least eight of these fucking guys? Like like I'm doing a, some sort of quiz, like a spelling bee. Like if I was doing like a Friday quiz, like oh this guy I heard of, oh Frankie cigarettes we got. I mean <laughs> this is not a culture. So you What's know his I know. Frankie cigarettes, Frankie nicotine, <laughs> but but you know this this cliche of culture and all that shit. 
the culture is so fucked up in New York. And when we talk about trades and we talk about like James Harden, they're they're throwing his name around to Brooklyn. They're not even mentioning the Knicks. No, they're not even. He's like, oh, he wants to trade. Whether whether or not that's true, I have no idea. Right. The Knicks aren't even in the conversation. Right. And this fuck Dolan. He's infected. It's like if the building has asbestos. He put asbestos <laughs> in the world's most famous arena. And and another thing, and you you guys know this better than I do. You played in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, when you played in New York, where'd you live in the suburbs, right? White Plains. White Plains. Now, for people that don't know New York City, White Plains, no disrespect, is a great place to live if you have a, a, a wife, uh, two kids, and you got kids that are going to school and all that stuff. And a dog. And a dog. Or two dogs. <laughs> Actually, for two dogs. But when you're 24 years old, this is not the New York City experience. Right. You go to the games, and then you got to truck your fucking all ass the way an back. hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half after the game. If you chill out, get a drink, you have maybe could maybe an hour and 15 minutes. You're not living in New York City. You, the practice facility is is upstate. There's no way like you're gonna be like I want like if you're a young 25 year old basketball player, uh, uh, that's not the New York experience. You want the city, Brooklyn. You could you live in Brooklyn, which is a dope place. You practice in Brooklyn. You play in Brooklyn, and you're 10 minutes away from Manhattan. Mm. That's sexy. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, 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 that's fly. No disrespect to the soccer moms, that's not dope. Nobody wants that shit. If you, especially if you can choose it. And it's the place they shit on Oakley. And it's the place where they fired this coach and fired that coach yep. and fucking Phil Jackson and the goddamn Derek Fisher and everything. And that was like, I don't even, I can't even keep track of the years. But I'm so sick as a fan of, of trying to learn these this roster every year. There's no core guys. Mm. And, and and no disrespect to my guy, Russell Westbrook, love him. This is not a fix. Russell yeah. now, yeah, he'll light up the guard in a couple of nights, but we're, we're, we're fucked up, and they got the World Wide West and the Leon Rose. These things all sound good on paper. The fucking game needs to be played with you fucking guys, and mm-hmm. I need 12 fucking guys that could play, and a coach, and, and we're fucked. And, and to go into the season knowing we haven't played since March, uh, uh, and, and the 22nd uh, December, and like this is what we sh- we're starting up with. I'm like, I, I I personally love basketball enough where I go, I'm gonna just enjoy the rest of the league. That's yeah. why. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna sit here and be miserable. People like you're at Golden State Warriors games. I go, motherfucking right, I'm at They're Golden good. State. Warriors. This is fun. Right. I'm not gonna be miserable <laughs> at the garden watching these dog shit. Yeah. And and I, I flipped on Porzingis when he decided to leave. He was fucking right. I was mm. like, fuck you, Porzingis. I apologized to him. And I and KD. He said, oh, it's not cool. And I said, fuck you, KD. Then I said, he's right. <laughs> he's fucking right. He, right. he was right. right. He was fucking right. I was wrong. And I've come to terms. This is like an abusive relationship. Yeah. Being a fan. I know you guys are, you don't look at it the same as now because you, you're part of it. Mm-hmm. But as a fan, like growing up, being growing up in Manhattan uh, with Bernard King and the Knicks mm. and, and then the 90s teams that represented, I know we didn't get the chip, but at least you could feel proud. Definitely. Hell These are down. not teams that we could no. feel fucking proud of. Mm-hmm. We have an owner who sits there with his fucking beard dyed, you know, <laughs> sitting there with his fat stomach next to, I mean, he's a, this guy's a fucking joke. And and it's every fucking year. This is I, New York City. I, but we feel, but we feel your pain in, in a different way. You know, like we not might not be from New York and be diehard fans, but as guys who played in Madison Square Garden, as guys who always wanted to, during the season wanted to go there and play and play against the Knicks, we understand the importance of it. Right. We understand the how, the, how important the, the Knicks make 
to the NBA, uh, how important the Knicks are to the NBA and how much better the league is when the Knicks are competitive. What, we understand that. What, what's your guys, like, if you say your one memory of, like, a great Madison Square Garden experience that you had, whether you were, when you were playing or just a night? Watching. Like, I would think watching the 90s, you know. MJ battle. No, but I mean actually as a, you as an athlete. As playing. Was it one game where um definitely me playing in Golden State. I had a I had a <laughs> real good game there, but also getting a chance to battle against Allen Houston when I was young, when I first came into the league. The Garden Inn was unbelievable. He was cold. It, it was unbelievable. What and year I, was that? Uh, I think this was uh 02, 03. Right. We still had hope. Yeah, they won in ninety nine. So <laughs> right. maybe, maybe it was maybe it was two thousand. Right. My first year. That's sick. When do you feel like it started going wrong? Because you guys ran your course with, like you said, you guys went, went to the finals in 99 with LJ. Fluke. Um, <laughs> fluke. <laughs> what, was, what was it? Fucking fluke. It was great. It was great. It was great. Grandma yeah, mom. Fucking shit. And this fucking bullshit. I, and I appreciated it then. I don't know when, you know, I, I, was, I was oblivious for years. I was just kind of like, okay, it's going to get better. And it's going to get better. I have to say that, you know, the Phil Jackson... I really, you know, I directed the 30 for 30, the When the Guard mm-hmm. of Freedom, and, and I was so, like, swept up in the Phil Jackson of it all. And that not going well really, for me personally, that really, that, it, it just disappointed me, man. Yeah. Like, I was like. Like you went there and sabotaged Phil, it well, I mean, well, Phil gave a lot of people hope, man. <laughs> Phil gave a lot of people hope. But I, I even said, like, okay, they got Phil. They got a, you know, they got a mind there. Something. Like, this is going to happen. Nah, you know, and then And then Fizz. And then they, and I'm like, what is going the fuck on here, man? And then, uh, you know, I just can't get on that fucking train. You know, I can't get on that train. I'm hyped for the 22nd. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about these young guys. You know, I, I, I love the NBA so fucking much. It's so much fun. And, like, this year under duress, yeah. you mm. know, and I know you guys were play, don't play, but it, it, when they got in that fucking bubble and they were playing, the and it wasn't live. sloppy. Great game. Live. Great they, basketball. Because they were so focused. I was just like, I mean, that's, you know, what a fucking, I, I appreciate, and the, the weird times of being out here in 10 a.m. games, it was like fucking March Madness. Yeah. I was like, this is dope. And, of course, I rooted against the Lakers, but that's all part of the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. That's as a fan, that's what you want. Right. Uh, when I was there courtside, when you guys, huh, when you, the We Believe, Ooh. I was courtside in front of the, 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 the iPhone guy, and I watched <laughs> Dirk Nowinski, his fucking face dropped. Over with. Sent that motherfucker home with his MVP trophy, which is probably in a closet. That's not the way to get an MVP trophy. Right. This is what the fuck basketball is about. I right. love that right. shit. Right. And I was there with you when um you might have been there too. And when uh, when Durant when they won the first uh, when they won their first championship when I brought the fucking the, the broom to Cleveland. Yeah. And then they Second, yeah, yeah, and I then I brought there. the plunger to fucking I was there. the Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't sweep them, but then they plunged the, the motherfuckers back. But I love it all. So I can take the wins and the losses. Right. And it's just it's just I just love basketball so much. And I and and. You know, as a fan, just as a fan, people get all flipped out when I talk my shit. I'm like, I'm just a fan, man. Right. It's just, That's at the this end is of the what day. it is. You just have a platform you get to express your opinion. I'm just you're a fan. fan. Knicks take your jaw away, man. Take the jaw away Oh, no, they the won't. Game. They fucking won't. I got fucking <laughs> Steph. Won't. I got fucking Clay. Yeah. I even, I, I got fucking LeBron. I got yeah. the fucking, I mean, I never in my wildest dreams that I think I would be rooting for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> this is against everything you breathe. These fucking guys, but like I, you know, but I'm your, you know, and the Milwaukee Bucks, like I'm, I'm cheering for these, but 
That's what you got. You got to diversify your assets when you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> you're and a the fan. Brooklyn Nets are a flyer, doper, sexier hey. team, and it's yeah. a sexier lifestyle. Mm. If I was James Harden, like you see Ky- Kyrie riding on his bike, that's sick. You're riding on your bike yeah. in Brooklyn, 15 minutes away from your arena, and you probably live in some stupid fucking high-rise crib mm. in Brooklyn. Mm. That's fucking sexy. Yeah. If I'm a star player, that's what I mm. want to do. Yeah. Not this fucking soccer mom shit up in White Plains <laughs> with a fucking Volvo, uh, you know, uh, station wagon. Hey, so uh, Ron, we had Ron Artest a couple weeks ago, and uh, he talked about his Nick experience and, and how he thought he was a lock to go to the I team. Heard that. And uh, he, he got drunk and went to Flamingos and missed the fucking workout. <laughs> he showed up. With he his went shirt. to the draft shit with his Nick uniform on underneath. That's so Ron Artest. What oh, would that have meant to the city, though, to get Ron Ron at that time? It would have meant a lot. I mean, right. Ron, Ron, you know, he, I mean, he was such a, he's a grit player. Mm-hmm. And, and, Could have uh, built around. Man, he, he had that goon aspect and he loved New York. Lo- oh, come and, on, and, and wanted Loves to come. Nobody scared players in the league more than Ron Artest. Why? Because he one, snap. they knew he'll snap, but two. Before the incident, did you yeah. think he was nuts before yes. the incident? One, one they, one they knew he, one they knew he was crazy, but two, he was one of the best players on the court on both ends. Strong as fuck. He's not giving you shit, and you cannot stop him from posting you up. I'm sorry. Is he Four the strongest? Five, what? He is very strong. I mean, six six for hands. Our, for for a wing player, yeah, I would say, for wings. Six 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 seven two seventy. Great hands, great, great feet. feet. Great feet. What do you mean? Just his footwork? Just his Not lateral clunky. movement. Yeah, you I can't mean, get he was by just, him. Yeah. And even if you get by him, he still knows how to get the ball from you, even if you get by him. Like Fundamentally sound. Can guard every position on the court. Yeah. Ain't going to get 10 points a game from the guy guarding and being scared of him. <laughs> scared of him. <laughs> Terrified. Hope you don't foul him too hard. Hope, hope he don't do something <laughs> really? stupid. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ! And then you t- and his team is on the sideline, hoping that he don't get us a ten text in right, one game. Right, they're scared for the yeah, the, yeah. We're scared for us, or going scared for or going the stands, or going the stands, one another. I, I remember when I was at the big three, uh, doing a game, and, and and somehow this didn't get you. The, the you and Oak exchange went viral. Yeah. Somehow this one didn't go, but I remember going, "Oh no!" Oak told Ron to come out the game. And Ron said, oh, Ron you were there. And Ron yeah, said, no. no. And, Oak, and Oak was like, you can't, that's the Are coach. you coming out the game? And, and, and Oak he, walked on the court, remember? He walked, and I was right, Oak was right there, and I was like, this is, this is not going to be good. And, w- I mean, who's going to, what's going to happen here? Are you going to stop him? I'm not doing shit. I got in between one little fucking frame. You know, these are NBA dudes, like the arm hitting me. Like, you know, like I got hit my lip and shit. Because I'm just like, I don't want this to happen. But they get right. so competitive. Yeah. And motherfuckers are big, and you put your... You try. They don't know who's behind you. Ron was in a different place. There, he was a he was a kind of different Ron. But you saw for a second. He, he clicked for a second, and on the way on the court, like you you thought that Ron was gonna come back, like you thought they was for the clash. <laughs> but the, the now Ron came back. And he Oak was like, down. "You're not disrespecting nah, me." Not at all. Oak got in his face in the timeout. Yeah, and then then but but I was like, "Oh shit!" But yeah, I mean, Ron was a motherfucker. I remember. I'll tell you a story. I think it was at 2004. I was at the All Star game when he made All Star Indianapolis. Or with the Pacers, I, I was doing some shit for the NBA, uh, uh, interviewing players, and motherfuckers, all every motherfuckers coming in smelling like weed, smelling like drinks, all this shit. <laughs> Ron was there working out. What's the coach's name? Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. For an hour and a half before All Star Weekend, mm. doing his shit, doing his shit. And I was like, this motherfucker loves Bro, basketball. He used to get on the treadmill after games for 30, 40 minutes. 
at about a four, five, five speed mm-hmm. after games, every game, going to get on the treadmill. Regardless if he played 40 minutes, he's still going to get on the treadmill. I never just saw for that him lift. extra. Just, just love. I never the game. saw he him lift weights either. I, I never saw him lift weights. It was always band work and stretching yep. and all the. Like, I couldn't imagine. He's just on some shit. No, just, he just he just loved playing basketball yeah. and the passion for playing basketball. Some people would never understand. We have that. Yeah. That's why we mm-hmm. get him. Yeah. You know, when I was on this team, I got him. I, all the other stuff, I laughed at it, and I wouldn't have said some of the things that did some. Of the, but at the same time, on that court, you want that motherfucker on your team. Absolutely. You want him on your team. You don't want to be scared of the guy guarding you nah, and shit you like that. you want him on your team. And he's busting your ass and you can't mm. be posting you, you up nothing, and shit. Don't want to say nothing to him. Fundamentally sound. Take Fuck a, that. Let's go back a little bit on your journey and how everything came about. What was the, the, the vibe of, of New York in the 70s and 80s? You know, I grew up on the east side of Manhattan. My, the, you know, my father worked at a radio station in New York City. He was the manager of a radio station Um called WKTU Disco 92 in 1970. And I was I loved basketball at this point. Like in 1970. WKTU Disco 92. <laughs> it was the first station in New York City uh, uh, to play disco and then afterwards because it was disco before and then hip hop. Yeah. So my father in 1979, he would bring home music our whole life. In 79, he brought home, uh, an, we still have it, an orange promotional copy of Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delights. Ooh, promotional wow. copy. He said, this is called rap music. This is going to be a big this thing. This is called rap music. Yeah. That's, that's dope. And this is like, you know, it was right. like called something. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. telling you? It was like, you know, and me and my brother would just fucking wore that record out. But for me, 79, uh, you know, I was nine years old, fell in love with basketball, uh, like, you know, when I, when uh, Larry Bird and Magic played in the NCAA title game, I was like, I'm going to be in the NBA. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm mm-hmm. playing the NBA. And I loved Larry. I learned how to shoot over mm-hmm. my head quick from watching Larry. But as soon as he got drafted by the Celtics, I was like, fuck, fuck this it. motherfucker. He's out of here. I hated that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, playing ball in the neighborhood that I grew up in, it got old quick. So I was like 11, 12. People were like, you got to go play somewhere else. You got to get better. You want to be better. You want to be better. You got to go somewhere else. So I would go to these other teams in these other neighborhoods Harlem, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Brownsville section of Brooklyn where Mike Tyson is from. And, you know, you'd make friends. And that was just my fucking journey from 81 till, you know, uh, my, my, my hoop dreams became hoop nightmares. I was just playing ball, listening to hip hop, chasing chicks. Yeah. And it was just white dude in, you know, all black neighborhood. But mm-hmm. hanging out, Kicking sleeping it. over, just, but when you're so young, you're not. It doesn't, even, no, it doesn't even cross your mind. But, you know, like, that experience, when I look back on it, like being in Brooklyn and hearing gunshots and like being like, what the fuck? And my friends laughing at me because they're so immune to it. When yeah. you think about like 12 years old, 13 years old, and, and, and they're laughing at me and they're not batting an eye from gunshots in New York City. It's normal. How fucking crazy that is. It, but for them, it was normal. normal. But, you know, when I would go like in Brownsville... I remember in 83, I went to play ball in the park, and I would hear, like, yo, Pearl Washington would be out there, mm. World Be Free would be out there. And I remember going to the park, the first time I went to this park in Howard Houses, right after, fresh out of the fucking playoffs with a bullshit rubber ball, no NBA ball, World was out there playing, in the park playing a pickup game. And I'm like, you know, and it's a fucked up court. I mean, like, one hoop is nine and a half feet, the other hoop is ten and a half feet. <laughs> you know, but, like, being out there watching right, World, James Majors... Pearl, Jerry Ice Reynolds, you know, they wouldn't, we would watch them play. 
But basketball and hip hop and just being in the hood was just that's just Normal. what it was. I didn't want shit to do with the East Side. I didn't want shit to do with my with with bar mitzvahs, with any of that <laughs> shit. Like I just wanted to play ball. I was going to be in the NBA, and I just was outside. I mean, we were just outside. Right. We were outside playing, play ball all day. And you could hoop a little bit too. People don't know you went to five star basketball camp. I went to five star. I was I was good, you know. Uh-huh. But the separation from when you're 15. When, you know, 13, 14, 15, I was good, but we're like 15, and motherfuckers start growing. Start getting more athletic. And you start seeing people that are 6, 7, you're like, how old are you? And you're like, you're 15, and I'm like, I'm 15, too. How the fuck are you 6 foot 7? Like, what the fuck is going on? You know, people... Says, I'm 15, too. Yeah, like, what? I'm you know, there's crazy shit. But, but yeah, I went there, and, you know, and I remember um, when I went to Five Star, Rex Chapman was my coach. Ah, dope. Which was bugged the fuck out, and yeah, I was talking yeah. shit to Rex because I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker dunking and shit," and uh, and I remember. In, who else was there? any big other big name Tom, players? Christian Leitner, Billy Owens. Uh, yeah. Billy Owens was the one who I, he was fifteen. Billy I was fifteen, o. and Billy was six six. Yeah, fast as fuck, dude. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Malik Sealy was there. Uh, rest in peace. Kenny was there. Kenny Anderson, who I grew up with, yeah. who. You know, like I knew he's so underrated, man. People don't understand how good Kenny Anderson was, man. He oh, was chips. my god. Yo, I played that motherfucker one on one. He was eleven. I was twelve. I swear to God, he I wish there was video. He was NBA ready. Like he was dribbling the fucking ball, like doing all this crazy at shit. At eleven. At eleven. And then you saw him like at 13, 15, the whole country knew about him. But that fucking left-handed jump shot. But I remember being at five star. You a lefty too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you you know the stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Jack knows the stroke. He knows the stroke. It's Chris Mullen, Kenny Anderson, and Mike Rapp. <laughs> but I remember sitting next to uh, Sean Kemp at some lecture. Sean has a fucking goatee. He's he's a year older than me. I'm looking at Sean Kemp. He fucking shoulders it, and I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna be in the NBA like I'm just not it made you realize this that. not happened this guy's six foot 11 he got a full guard he probably was 27 at that point and shit like that <laughs> but like then I started thinking like this is not happening this is not happening um and then I started thinking about acting and you know doing other shit but the basketball and the experience of of of, of, of playing ball and being in the hood and being amongst people and and being you know the, the 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 highs and lows and the winning. It wasn't even so much the games. It was getting to the games, mm-hmm. the getting on the train, coming back yeah. from the games. Experience the, all that shit. You know, like that. And then when I started acting, that mentality is what I took into auditioning because it was uh. to me it was like a fight. It still is a fight when you have to audition for. Mm-hmm. You know, like fuck this shit. Like it was like, yo, yeah. fuck this dude. It's fuck this me. dude. Like I'm right, going to. You know, that it. was my mentality. But that that New York shit was just dope. And 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 being around. You know, the shit that I was around and, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly of it was just so informative when I look back and it's who I am. Right. It, it right. is who I am, you right know. Right to the core. And, and, you know, like so much of the shit that, you know, is going on this year and I'm sure it's been going on, you know, when people talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, like this the, white privilege and black. I'm like, you just like when, when people sometimes when white people or non-black people talk about black people they talk about it like it's a different like it's a, a thing human. Right. like it's like uh, you know like i'm like yo just if you don't grow if you didn't grow up around pe- different kinds of people that's that's on you but don't talk to motherfuckers like they're like you're doing some sort of charity really work. you haven't lived you haven't lived you and haven't that, lived but but don't like it's not like an assignment like i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna meet some people of color like what the fuck are you right. talking about like, job. yeah like you're not going up to people and just 
Hi, how you doing? I want. I need some black friends in my life. That's right. some crazy it shit. It don't work like that. It doesn't work like that, and it's, it's not everybody's experience is my experience, and it doesn't make me more righteous or not righteous. But I, the, the, when you talk about the experience of New York in the '70s and particularly the '80s, that was a blessing that I had was to be around that shit. And like I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the foul shit, the violence. Mm -hmm. And and just the the, the general shit talking because when we talk about the shit talking and the snapping, the thick skin comes from because after playing ball, like uh, I wasn't the best you. playing ball, but I was the best at talking shit. Right? Did they get you? you know? Did get your ass whipped at all early on? Fighting? Yeah. Mm, I never got my ass whooped for talking shit. Oh, Okay. I, I wasn't much. You know when I when I started going in the hood. You was nice with your hands, Mike. I was the, I was alright. I was all right. You can I would, defend yourself. Yeah, throw, yeah. throw first. You know, talk then, talk later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I like I knew that. Yeah. But, but but as far as you know, talking shit. You know, people get offended by like the shit talking and the snapping. I'm like, it, it, when you when you're in the hood, there's either like you're either nice with your hands and no one's fuck with him. You're either good at ball. You can rhyme. You're a straight dude. You're a, like uh, like meaning like you're like a, a nerd, or you're a criminal. Mm -hmm. I was the shit talker because I wasn't the best fighter. I wasn't the best ball player, but like I was the the funny dude. So mm -hmm. I would, you, you know, that was my Made superpower. That right. keep keep people uh -huh. keep people at bay. You know, you know. So right. that was that was my shit. What about you know? You got a chance being in the mecca in the eighties. <laughs> uh, you know, from Bernard King to Patrick Ewing to Magic and, and Larry Jordan. Who are some of your most memorable games you got a chance to see in person at a young age? Doc. In the garden in '81, my father got me tickets for the for my birthday, uh, and and this is when no one gave a shit about the garden. This is basketball was so different; you could sneak down, especially I was a kid, and I remember watching Doc with the with the with the knee braces, mm -hmm. and he had the extra high Converse. They were mm -hmm. like custom made, and 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 I saw the Dr. J like inscription on his shit, which I was bugging. And watching Doc warm up on the on the layup line, I was that was. I'll never forget that shit. Mm. And, you know, I remember he, he had them old fucking geriatric knee pads. Mm -hmm. But it was Doc, you know, like Doc was everything to me. Yeah. Like he was, there was no Bruce Lee. There was no Batman. Like Dr. J seeing him in person, like I was like, oh, shit. And um, seeing him, I remember I saw Mike at the Garden his rookie year. Mm. And we snuck down also. We somehow got on the press thing. You know, we were kids like for like like the fourth quarter and watching George Ger George Gervin was on his team. George nice, was, but George was like, ooh, ooh, oh shit. Like Still while hope. Mike was playing. And I was so close I could hear him go, ooh, like you know, George talking shit. Yeah. And and seeing that. And then of course the 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 nineties Knicks games. I was never at any of those great games for some reason. Like I would always miss them. But those experiences as a kid, like Doc and seeing Mike, and one time, and one time, um, I saw a piss. This was weird. I don't even know how this happened, but I saw Isaiah because Isaiah was my fucking dude. Also, Isaiah, Magic, uh, uh, when those those are my guys. But I saw Isaiah in a preseason game playing the Milwaukee Bucks for some reason. This preseason game, and I ran into there was a place uh, around the corner called Fuck. What the fuck is the name of it? I don't remember. It was a steak place. It'll come to me. But I, I, I went in there to, to take a piss or some shit like that. 
And we're 12, like, you know, we're in the streets. It's fucking 12, 13 years old at the garden. Like, mm-hmm. my father, would, it's not like now where you bring your kids in. We right. would take a bus down there or yep. train down there or walk. I don't know how the fuck we got to the garden. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. But mm-hmm. I remember I bumped into Isaiah Thomas in his prime when he had the fucked up fro. Yeah. And he had some hard-ass shoes on. They were, like, white, you know, some Chicago, Detroit shit. But I remember just... You know, like, oh, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, like, and I and I met Isaiah. Yeah, I had his poster on my fucking wall, right. that poster where he's making a layup yeah. and shit like that. But I just loved it so much, man. I loved, I loved it so fucking much. And it was just, you know, it never, you know, throughout, like, getting kicked out of school. I was a fucked up student. But, like, having, even though I didn't come close to making it to the NBA, like, having that goal right. was something that was good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, at least I thought I was going to do something. So realizing that that wasn't going to happen, um, when did you transition? When did you catch the acting bug? When I was like 17, 18, and, and like I was not doing good in school, getting kicked out of school, mm-hmm. public school, just for being like, like I wasn't no tough guy. There was no fires being started. I was just, the, the, imagine me, you couldn't tell me shit. You know, like the whole, I was the only white, I was all, literally the only white kid in my school at, at Erasmus Hall High School. Then I went to Martin Luther King High School. Like, it was like a, like, you couldn't tell me shit. You, I was like, fuck this, fuck everybody. You know, I didn't raise my hand to go to, I would, and the schools were terrible. Mm-hmm. Erasmus Hall High School, the school I went to in Brooklyn, was a fucking, like the public school system in New York is a fuck, it's way better now, but it was a fucking joke. I remember being in an English class and there were a lot of Haitians, Jamaicans, uh, um, and, 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 uh, you know, Spanish kids in the class that couldn't speak no English, but I remember looking around counting. It was like 40 something kids in the class, which is fucking crazy anyway. And 22 of them didn't speak any English. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is, like, what the fuck is, you know, and just picked my shit up and walked out. Because I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? I don't want to be here anyway. Like, what kind of English? This teacher's terrified. People are getting their face sliced by razors and shit like that. Buck 50s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I was always looked after. Like, people that, oh, you was, I was looked after. Like, I was White Mike. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, nobody yeah. was fucking with me. I yeah. could play ball, I could talk shit. I wasn't a threat, you know what I mean? <laughs> he said I wasn't a threat. And at the end of the day, I knew who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. But, you know, like, I wasn't no sucker-ass motherfucker anyway. Yeah. But when I was 17, 18, 19, like, I started thinking, like, I want to, I wanna, um, you know, like, I want to, like, because I loved, I loved Eddie Murphy. I loved comedy. I loved acting. But I never thought I, I wanted to be the characters in the movies. Like, I wanted to be Rocky. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. I didn't want to do what they did. I wanted to actually be that person. And I loved Eddie Murphy. Like, I would walk around with a red leather jacket. I was nuts. <laughs> my father let me leave my house with a white leather jacket and no shirt on. He, like, he was just like, get the fuck out. Like, I was bugging, you know? Like, I would never let my son walk around with a fucking leather jacket and no shirt and leave the house and go on the bus and the train and shit like that. But then I started thinking, you know, like, about doing it and... I had a, a like a an eye-opening incident when um, in '89 I was 19. I was not doing shit. I had to stay an extra six months in school to graduate. I was with my friends. I had went to this school in, in uh, 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 a Long Island called Old Westbury, SUNY Old Westbury. And I was with my friends. One of them who's passed. Uh, one of them who just got out of jail for 30 fucking years. Mm. And one of them who's still in jail. They were my man Boo Bear. They were they were they were rough. They were rough. And they came up to my college and I was like, yo, don't, don't do shit. Don't start no shit. Don't fuck with nobody. You know, because you know, they were like quick, With quick, the shit. Tri- quick yeah. trigger. With the shit. Quick yeah. trigger. 
don't have no nothing. Please, please, just fuck with the girls and let's get the fuck out of here. They came up to the school, and I don't even know how it started, but it was literally over some what are you looking at shit. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, like, I, I just, they were like, yo, we're going outside. And I was like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't go outside, I shouldn't go outside. And my, my man, Boo Bear, had just gotten shot. He had staples in his body <laughs> going outside. So we go outside, and three other dudes, they wanted to fight them. So outside, so we get outside, and somehow they got outside first, and these motherfuckers started throwing rocks. It was in a parking lot. They started throwing rocks, and me and this one dude, I don't have any, like, like I'm not like a good enough fighter to just fight. There's got to be some sort of like, Angry. you're trying to hurt me, mm-hmm. trying to fuck with my bitch, right. something like that. Like, we're just, I'm just fighting. I'm tied up with this fucking dude, and these dudes are throwing rocks. My man's got staples in his legs. One of them's got a bottle. I'm like, what the? I haven't, I'm a white Jewish kid from the Upper East Side. Like, <laughs> the white privilege came out in me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So me and this dude are tied up. I see a guy coming this way, running, throw a rock. He hits me with a rock. Boom. In my face. So I had this scar here. Mm-hmm. You still see it. You see it? Yeah. So I could feel blood running down my face. I'm like, oh, shit. So I get this dude who I'm tied up with as my face is, but I throw him on top of a car. I'm hitting him, hitting him, and somehow or another, my arms got, my weight was on top of him. His head is next to my head. This motherfucker bit my fucking ear. Oh, Mike Tyson, you, you see, before you see Tyson, that shit? Yes. yes. He bit my fucking ear. That was a hell of a fight. That was some wild, and I said to him, you're biting my fucking ear like, yo, that's some sucker shit. You're biting ears that's like, yo, what the shit. fuck is you doing? You're biting my fucking ear. And I got up off of him, and like, I could feel blood coming here, blood coming here. I, I couldn't feel my ear, but at this point I was like, I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian. But then I thought to myself, how could you be? A st- I literally thought to myself, how could you be a stand-up comedian with with one fucking ear? <laughs> so we get in the car. They're like, yo, these dudes are rough dudes. Like I'm like, yo, my ear, my ear. My man had just like, gotten yo, shot. Fuck they're your la- ear. They're laughing their <laughs> fucking asses off. I go to the hospital. Uh, they drop me off. We're in a rent a car. They want whatever the fuck. And I, I'm in the hospital for 24 hours. I call my father the next morning. I tell him what happened. And he, because I had gotten into a few little incidents, he said to me, I'm afraid the next time you call me, they're going to tell me there's a bullet in you. Mm. And I was like, I'm done. He said, like, you're like moving, I, he moving was, with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air? It's time so to go? I, I was like, I have to, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm finished. I'm walking around with fucking, like, a half a year, scar on my face. And then I was like, I'm going to go to L.A. and make, you know, be a, stand, be a stand-up comedian and become an actor. And I started doing that. And then, you know, I just... You know, was doing my shit and, you know, was lucky. Lucky. I had a lot of attitude uh, and just luck. Confidence, this- too, because to come out here and, and yeah. on, on, the, on the dream <laughs> and a wish and make shit happen, you yeah. know, you had, you had to be focused and, and confident in yourself. Confident. Confident. And then when I started doing stand-up, they would call me in for auditions. And then when I found, when I, when I auditioned, the first time I ever auditioned, it was like to play a, a white kid in New York who grew up around you know, playing ball, grew up around black kids. And I remember looking at the sides and probably the way sports comes to you guys where you're totally That's relaxed. Just not re- uh-huh. I was like a fish, they That's threw mean. a fish in the water. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, there was yeah. no angst. There was no nerves. Right. There was no, am I going to make the shot? Like it was like, this. it just like was like when you see, like it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And that was like, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to act. I'm going to act. And then I just got lucky. You know, it was just luck and timing and, and, and the right parts and tenacity. Right. The tenacity to, 
to do it. Well, I mean, you came to L.A., you know, looking to make, and that's what everyone comes to L.A. for, you know, and for you to do it. What were some of the ups and downs and, and, and roadblocks you hit early on in your career until you really felt like, shit, okay, I, I made it? I mean, I still don't feel like I made it, to be honest with you. Mm. You know, as, as far as, like, being an actor, specifically an actor, because now there's different forms, and, you know, I'm back doing comedy and I'm podcasting, but, like, as far as being an actor, you know, there's a few elite, elite, the Brad Pitt, the Denzel, the Leonardo DiCaprio's, where it's like they pick and choose what they want, when they want to do it. They have a schedule planned out for the next few years. For me, like, I know I'm always going to work as an actor, but you always feel like I'm getting ready to start shooting this show uh, uh, in January. After the show, I, as of right now, probably will be finished in March. It usually works out by, by the March, I'll have a nec my next job as an actor, but I might not. Right. And that's not a good feeling, mm -hmm. you know? And I know shit will come because, you know, like I believe in my shit. Mm -hmm. but, but, but like as an actor, the majority of us are that. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know when your next job is mm -hmm. going to come. Realistically, you, you, you do know. When I was younger, I would be like, yo, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to go broke, yo. I'm not, what the fuck? You know, and now because there's other shit, you, you get more comfortable. But the life of an actor, like, you know, it, 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 it's vulnerable because as many, you know, chances that you get, there's like once a week at this point, even during COVID, there's shit you might want. They're like, yo, they went another way. You're like, all right. I don't take it personal. When I was younger, you take it personal. It's like getting rejected by a chick. Right. Mm. You know, but now you just, you, keep it, you keep it moving. And the, the business of it, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it, it, most of the time it has nothing to do with you, mm. you know, with, with, with getting parts and not getting parts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Two-part question right here. Your most memorable or favorite TV role 
and movie <laughs> role. The most memorable TV role. I mean, shit. It, it, who the fuck knows? I mean, there's been so many. It's like if, you know, for you guys, you might have played on a bullshit team and a whack team that sucked. You might have had fun doing it. So mm-hmm. I've done some shit where I've had fun, you know, and it's some... It, it, the end product is whack, but, like, we had a good time when right. we were doing the shit. Right. Um, but I would Paper say... Paper Soldiers? Yeah, you, that was dope. The, the, the Paper Soldiers was dope because of Dame Dash. I knew my whole life. Grew up playing sports with Dame. Dame wasn't shit. I'll tell him that to his face. <laughs> We've literally known each other since we're, like, 9, 10. Yeah, could always dope. talk a lot of shit. That's he dope. asked me to do that, and I was, like, cool. And the, the funny thing about Paper Soldiers... This little motherfucker with his hat come backwards comes up to me talking shit. Yo, man, my name's Kevin Hart. It's the first shit I do. This is my first day working on a film set. I was like, all right, cool, cool. Good luck, man. And <laughs> yeah. Turned, like, yeah my, That's one of f- my favorite movies, man. Yeah, that was fun doing that. Um, but, you know, it was dope doing that because uh, of the Dame and the Rockefeller and the Hove. The energy. You know, yeah. and, like, it was so much excitement In around. the beginning, Kevin Hart, who would have mm-hmm. known? Right? Ne- never would have known. But he was like, yeah, this is my first day working on the movie and shit. He had his fucking hat backwards and shit. I was like, cool, man. Yo, just chill out. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, you know, the, like, the, what, it could be whatever. I mean, this show that I'm doing now is is fun. Uh, Friends was fun. Prison Break was fun. Prison Break was dope. You know, and and, and that show, I hated doing that fucking show. Really, really? People loved that motherfucking Prison show. Prison Break, I watched it a couple times. But, but you know, it's the same thing. Like, you know, pe- pe- what people like and the time you had might not have been dope. Right. I might have had a fucking ball and paper soldiers. Some people like, you know, I didn't see that shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. some people stopped me about Friends. Like, it's like our Brady Bunch. These yeah. motherfuckers... 10 years old, you're a guy from Friends. Like, they watch that shit, like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then movies, it's, it's you know, Copland was dope because to work with Stallone yeah, and, and De Niro bro. and to, you know, like, when I, I had you guys both on my podcast and mm-hmm. I was like, yo, the first time you guarded Kobe. Right, or yeah, when you guard, you know, light, yeah. You're like, I mean, you guys were contemporaries with mm-hmm. where I, when, you, with, when you're actually out there with Mike yeah. or mm-hmm. somebody that's not your boy. When I'm, Acting with De Niro, that's why I'm so fascinated with that. Like, because it's athletes when you're like, you gotta physically go after somebody that you adore, yeah, that inspired yeah. you to get where you get at. Yeah. It's different with acting because you're not competing. But like, when I'm out there on the set, and I remember the first day of that movie, Copland, and De Niro's right there, and Stallone is right mm. there. Like, you know, like you're like. I'm I'm professional, but inside I'm like, yo, this is this is fucking bugged out. Right. Like we're shooting in Manhattan, where mm, I'm from, and I'm like, mm. this is fucking crazy. Right. You know, and I'm looking at De Niro. He got the mole on his face, and Stallone's mouth is drooping. I'm like, yo, this is this is bugged <laughs> out. It is real, huh? You have to really be focused when you're doing it, because it's like, real. you know, I'm going back in the trail. I'm calling my dad. I'm like, yo, I'm out here with these fucking guys. Like, I, I just did this scene with Robert De Niro. Um, so that was dope. Higher Learning was dope. One of my favorite movies. Fun, right. fun favorite doing movies. that. You had a good time. That was a good, crazy cast. So much fun. Crazy cast. So much fun. Q, Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Regina King. Regina yeah. King. Uh, Omar Epps. Um, John Singleton, John the late great. Rest, yeah. rest in peace. Because what was it like in the work with John Singleton? He was, John Singleton was, was so encouraging of, of, of everybody on the set. Like, he made you feel like, you know, you were the most important mm. part of the the the, right. the, the 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 puzzle. And when we were doing higher learning, you know, you know, the first day that I shot was the day that I pulled a gun on Omar Epps. Or no, I break the I had it was some skinhead shit. 
And I'm a fucking skinhead. And I, I know I'm like, these motherfuckers are probably looking at me like, this fucking guy. Is like, <laughs> I, I want to hang out and smoke with these dudes, bust yeah. the runs and all that. But yeah. like, you know, they're doing their little actor shit. They don't know me. I don't know. I'm like, all right, fuck them. You know, and it's a, a predominantly <laughs> black set, right. which John was really big on that first. Yeah. He got that from Spike because majority sets, especially right. at that time, it's white. Mm -hmm. John had black people doing shit you just weren't used to seeing black people doing mm -hmm. on a set. Dope. And we, we did a take, and I'm like, fuck you, N-word this, fuck you, N-word that, and, you know, doing it, I'm riffing shit that's not in the script, and people are like, what the fuck, that's not even in the script. <laughs> and just saying wild shit because I'm ready. In the character, right. And, and, and he goes, cut, and it's like, you can't hear a word, and then John's like, hell yeah, fuck yeah, Mike, fuck yeah. <laughs> he just... Gave he, you that confidence. He made me feel like, gave me my confidence, but also like, do that shit. Don't worry yeah. about what the fuck people yeah, are going to be right. like. You know, I don't give you a belong fuck. belong here. Yeah, like we're, we're doing it. We got to go in. But I just remember that cut and then that. And he was yeah. just like that. But that was, you know, we were young. You know, I had just seen Omar in Juice. You know, Tupac was supposed to play mm -hmm. the yeah. Omar yep. Epps character. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio was going to yep. play my character. I was going to play the other skinhead. Really? Yeah. And, and um, it was just, and Cube, you know, who, you know, I still bug out that I met the big three with Q because yeah. as a kid, I'm like, that's fucking, I, like, Ice I'll Cube, never, legendary. I never get rid of that shit. Right. There's always a part of me that like, just a little bit, right? That's, <laughs> always, that's just how I am. Yeah, right. I never, like, take it for granted. Like, you know, I never try to become too familiar with people or up their shit, but, like, you know, when I had to audition, John, John make me, made me audition with Q because they didn't have the part cast the Omar Epps part because the Tupac because he, he had gotten arrested and they couldn't fund the movie he said you need to come to Sony and you need to do that shit with Ice Cube mm. N-word this N-word then this is Cube with the fucking teeth yeah. and I don't know this guy he's a nice guy but he's like you need to do all that shit with him and I go down there and I'm like fuck you fuck this fuck this and then he cast me but when we were doing that movie Busta these dudes had like their smoking trailers. Yeah. Busta, Omar, Regina. And they wouldn't let you fuck they, with it, huh? They wouldn't let me fuck with it until like halfway through. Then okay. they let me fuck with it. But, you know, like the skinhead trailer was whack. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 I, that. like I was nice cool enough. Sick. I was bullshit. The skinhead trailer was shit. I wanted to hang out. You know, I remember. Straight up. You know, uh, Omar Epps had a, uh, an early copy of. Illmatic, the Nas mm, tape. He was bumping that he was shit. He bumping that shit. I'm like, what? The, you know, outside his trailer, she's trying to get in there. And Regina King, who I fucking loved. I've yep. always loved her. And it was just a dope time. But, but, you know, when you're that young and you're, it's so exciting. And John had just done Poetic Justice. Mm -hmm. He had done Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. And, and, you're just like this is the dream, and I'm playing a skinhead. Like I, like I, like people, like it was fun. I was like, yeah, that shit was fucking fun because it wasn't. Yeah. That's the dream, yeah, right. you know. Like you want to be an actor, you like that's going character. Yeah, yeah. This is fuck, and I'm cool, hopping out of it, and we yeah. can talk shit after. But yeah. Buster Rhymes and then we're like, what the? F you're not fucking <laughs> with you like that, man. Grow <laughs> your hair back after every scene, right? <laughs> I'm like, yo, yo, when you made that record with Tribe, like you know, they were like, what the fuck is up with this dude? And Q was quiet to begin with. So I'm trying to start conversation. Right after, I'm like, fuck you, man. Fuck you and all this shit. I'm like, so, yo, when you made uh, uh, that record, he's just like, what the fuck? I'm not talking to this <laughs> He's chilling. Uh, he's quiet anyway. So it was it was fun doing that. That's dope. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah. Prison break is my shit, though.
<laughs> I never got into. I saw a couple of because the girl I was messing with liked Prison Break, but I never got into. Oh, into the whole storyline. The the was that when you were in the league? Yes. Because a lot of ball players. Because the tattoo. That was early on in your career, yeah, right? That was what, early two thousand, late nineties, early two thousands. Prison Break. No, no, no. A little later, like a little two, later. A little later. But I yeah. remember a lot of ball players like, yeah, I watch this it. shit when I'm on the road. Yeah, Prison but Break. But it, it was cool doing it. What made you having success in front of the camera want to go behind the camera? I'm ready too. Whenever you get behind, I'm ready. We'll talk about that later. I'm ready. We could do it. I know you could act. I'm ready. The Tribe documentary, I was such a fan of them. And like, you know, growing up hip hop, like those dudes were so um, amongst everybody. You know, Big Daddy Kane, Gangstar, Eric B. Rockham, KRS One, Beasties, all that shit was just such a fucking part of my fucking life. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, th th those times and hearing the music on the radio and there was no fucking. You know, you could rewind it like you heard it when you heard it, mm -hmm. and if you you caught, and then those memories were etched in your fucking head. And Tribe was one of my favorite groups. And when they broke up, I remember I, I flew to New York to watch their last show, and um, I was like, somebody got to do a documentary about Tribe Called Quest. Just this is '98, and then um, a few years later, they started touring again. And I said to Tip, because I've known him from for a long time, Q-Tip. Yo, I, I want to do a documentary about Tribe Called Quest. And he was like, do it, do it. And I was like, all right, all right. And then we, on a Tuesday, I, sit, he, I had that conversation with him. Saturday, we started doing the motherfucker. Mm. And three years later, we made the movie. But I just love doing it. Like, I, I love doing it. I love the storytelling. I love the dynamic, even though it was dysfunctional, uh, the, uh, between those guys, the late, great Fife, you know, and, and, and everything that came along with it. And I'm just so, even though we, we had, we got into it making the fucking movie. Me and Q-Tip, mm. we, we got fucking into it. I'm glad we got it done because he passed away. And, uh, but, but I love doing it. I love doing the when, uh, when the Garden Was Eating, the 30 mm -hmm. for 30. Yeah. I love that shit. Mm. Like, I was a fucking kid in the candy store doing that shit. You know, I got to go down to, uh, uh, you know, down south and interview Willis Reed. I'm in his crib. He mm -hmm. got all this hunting shit. I'm like, what the fuck is, this is fucking crazy. You know, <laughs> Marv Albert. I'm interviewing Marv yeah. Albert. Who is it, Nick? He's another reason why fucking Dolan is a piece of shit. Dolan is a piece of shit. How could you fire Marv Albert? Albert? He was voice. a fucking bill ball, ball the boy. The voice. He was a ball boy for the Knicks when he was a kid at the old shithole garden, and he made a constructive criticism, and Dolan fired him. When I found that out, I was like, you're fucked up. Yeah, he is. It's not like he said some crazy shit like me. He just made a constructive criticism, and you fire the fucking... Marv Albert? Right. That's another turning point where I was like, fuck Dolan. Fuck Dolan. Who were, I mean, you got to uh, interview some, some legendary people for that 30 for 30. The most bugged out one <laughs> was Jerry West. Mm. Because Jerry West... He cool as shit, though. Yo, but let me tell you something. I swear to God, like, we, I went to go get him from the practice facility. We were, like, connected to the hotel. And I'm like, okay, Jerry West, okay, cool. And, and as we're walking, um, this is when Kobe just had the, the Achilles injury. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you think Kobe's going to be all right? He was like, I'm not talking about Kobe. I was like, I'm just, we're not, we're not even in the cameras yet. I was like, no, I, I get, he goes, I'm not talking about Kobe Bryant. not talking about Kobe. I'm just here to talk about the, the Knicks and the Lakers. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking fun. So hmm. when I started talking to Jerry West about the, the losing to the Knicks, this fucking guy started tearing up. This is 40 fucking years later. Mm. Like he got, like it was like he had post-traumatic stress disorder or some shit. Like when he started talking about them losing to, at the Garden and the, you know, I brought it to earlier when they lost to the, um, when they lost to the Celtics and they had the fucking balloons up there. My man was like having flashbacks on me and shit like that to the point where he was like, are we done? 
Uh, are really? we, you know, I'm like, this is Jerry West. He's like, are we done? I'm like, yeah, 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 we're, we're done. He just, Bounce. that shit bugged me out. Jerry West wow. told me some shit. And I know you guys know him differently. No, but, play- but he told me some shit. I was, man, before the pandemic hit, I had these, this shit that I took up to the Clippers facility and ha- stayed for a little bit and, and we started talking to Jerry West. And the shit he told me, I don't even know how we got on it, bro, but the shit he told me about the, the, the early 80s teams he was coaching with, the Lakers, and the shit that went down, I was, my fucking jaw dropped. And I couldn't believe he was just telling me like it was nothing. Like nothing. Like I, we can't even talk about it on here. <sighs> it was so Damn, you ill. You can't talk about it on you're here. Right. It was so ill. I'm like, what? It's like this is all this is happening while you're the coach, and these are your this is. I'll tell you, bro. The shit blew me away because I wanted him to come on the podcast, but how freely he told me this shit. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want him to kind of spill some shit that might fuck you some have other him people come up. Because people, that's dope. If you never, bro. You know, if you're a certain age, you're like Mike should be the logo, and of course Mike is. Mike. But Jerry, Jerry was, was a motherfucker. A motherfucker. Jerry was my own experience with him when we was coming. I was, we went back. I think the Warriors had brought us back for something, and I was walking through the hallway after the game. And I didn't even see him, but I see a crowd, so I'm just kind of moving to the right, and he grabs me. Hey, motherfucker, I loved you as a player. My first time meeting Jerry West. Mm-hmm. He pulls me, hey, motherfucker, I loved you when you was a player. And so you know so you know what that meant to me? I'm like, oh, shit. He's fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So that, that's my only experience. Yeah. So he did shit to me. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> he did shit yeah. to me. I've been and, fortunate and, and he's yeah. big. You know, he's bigger he's big than dude. you think. Yeah, he's a big dude. And I never saw him play live. But oh, like, he mm-hmm. got the swag of a ball player, yeah, too. Does. Like, don't think he, like, nah, he got he swag. How he walk, how he talk is real cool. Yeah, he's I mean, fucking Jerry West. <laughs> you know, right. you look at he was busting motherfuckers' asses and shit like Real that. Life. That 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 was cool doing that. And then you know when I was doing the tribe movie, all the hip hop dudes. It's just like when I'm interviewing you guys for the shit. Like I'm like, like wow, fucking shit. salivating. Yeah. You know, and I'm, they're like walking me through songs. But that's how we are when we have a guys like you mm-hmm. too, because we learning Hell about yeah. our guests as well. We learning, we learning stuff that we've never known. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and we also a, a fan point. of you. Right. right. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, 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 I love that shit. Yeah. Like, I fucking love that shit. And, and you know, like I just, so when, when you're doing docs, I mean, it's similar to a podcast in a way. Obviously, it's, it's a little bit more, there's more shit. But like when you get in those gems and you know when you guys are interviewing so-and-so yeah. and, so, like, and yo, you're getting those mad. little this fucking things, golden. you're like, this is going to be the, this is going to be on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. This is going to be the shit that <laughs> goes viral. And when, when we hear Issei, that was gold. Yeah. That's when we know we got something with Issei, that yeah. was gold. <laughs> the 90s and 2000s style of play and, and, and energy around the NBA compared to now. What are your thoughts? Listen, things got to change. Things got to grow. Things evolve. You know, but I think the defenders are at such the mercy of the people with the ball. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you're seeing motherfuckers defending guys falling down on a regular basis is because they literally have nothing to hold on to. It's like ice skating. Right. You didn't see Tim Harwin. I mean, occasionally you'd see this, but these dudes were stupid with it. Mm-hmm. But you could hang on to something. You know, the no contact, the 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 lack of contact, um, and and I love the Steph and I love the threes, but but there's I I don't know what the answer is. There's got to be a middle ground. It's an offensive game now. It's just fucking sometimes. And like I I love the Warriors, but sometimes I'm like, or or these other teams like the Houston, like. Just you mean you're shooting threes up the fucking every fucking fifty threes a game and from fucking twenty feet behind the like it's cool sometimes I'm like what the fuck is this shit and you know these guys get to the basket so freely yeah 
all the time, whenever they want. And they're all great. And of course, James Harden would play back in the days and all these dudes would play. But, you know. But Shaq would lay a motherfucker. I remember playing with Shaq. If a guard was ever killing, he's like, let him come to the paint. Like Shaq would lay something. Shaq would lay James out. Shaq would lay Steph out. Shaq would lay Kate. Like, he, like that's, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like it was just known because it was a more physical game. So if someone's rocking, let him get by you. I got him. You know what I mean? And it'll you'll think twice about coming to the paint next time. But it's way different now. It's 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 different. And 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 you know, like I said, it's good. It's change is good. But and and I'm not diminishing anything because these guys are stupid. So skilled now. Stupid. So skilled. But but I just feel like. You know, there's got to be some, some, something the defender can do, and and uh, you know, seeing these just the launching of the threes and Joel Embiid, I'm like, I, maybe I don't understand. Like, I, I just feel like if he just committed to being down there, nobody could guard this. No, yeah. it's too not, big. It's too like big. when Manute used to shoot threes, it was cute. It's the same so thing with cute. Joel, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, he should like get your fucking ass down here, yeah. get thirty and twenty a game, like or because at this point, like, yo, you and your man, uh. The new Captain Light skin, Ben Simmons down there, like, yo, you guys are, your career is being defined. You motherfuckers yeah. are not winners. Not, I don't know if you don't like each other, you fucked each other's girls. I don't know what it is, but to be that good, you're going to mm. look back and be like, I had an Damn, opportunity to play, play with, with him. Play with him. What is this shit? Most of the time, when you have a point guard that's, that can't hit a spot up three, and your big man demands double teams, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to win. If you had guards with Tim Duncan and David Robson and they couldn't shoot, mm. you could just double them. Mm -hmm. So some kind of way, either Ben has to work on the shot or they got to switch that up because he's uh, Embiid is too dominant in the paint to not have a guard who they can just sit in the paint on him well, and he can't kick it out. Right. That's he can't shoot at all. J.J. Reddick was the worst thing they could have yeah, done. They, with they, the they, game. Let, they let Reddick go, let go all their shooters. They had Ilya Sova. They had a handful of shooters they let go, and that mm -hmm. was their fault. And they made it tougher on Ben and tougher on, 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 on Joel. But yeah. how, how much fun, because you talk about the, the 80s and 90s, how much fun, because we were in the fucking throes of it, did you guys have watching The Last I, Dance? It was dope. I was dying. It was like a behind the scenes, like, my, not to cut you off, Jack, that was Instagram for us because now yeah. there's so much access to everyone's life, LeBron, We didn't Steph, see any Kenny. of that shit. You didn't see none of that from Mike. None. You saw Mike the player, then Mike the owner, and then Mike the shoe salesman. That's it. You didn't it. see nothing in between. I was bugging off of that shit. Yeah, I cried. I got chills. I, that, it took me off. I, had, I was emotional roller coaster on that shit. I loved it. And, and, I, and it brought back feelings because I've tried to bury the feelings. You talk about going to the Knicks. <laughs> and I, I acknowledge him to his face. I told Reggie Miller after he retired, I saw that motherfucker in a sushi restaurant because I used to talk <laughs> shit to him and, and, and not like Spike, but I would, I would talk shit to that fucking guy. And he said to me in a sushi restaurant, you done? You done talking shit? I said, yeah, I'm fucking done, man. I said, yo, it's respect. Love you. He loved it, though. Loved it. We made him Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> I put you in the fucking Hall of Fame, Reggie Miller. Spike Lee put you in the Hall of Fame because without that... You were good. We took you to the next level. Me and everybody in the fucking garden. <laughs> but when I saw that fucking last dance and he's up there with them fucked up teeth and you got money and you've been on TV and, and, and I was having flashbacks, I was like, fuck you, Reggie Miller. And I'm not going to be nice anymore. I'm just not going to say anything to him. I can't stand you. I never could stand you. I didn't like your fucking teeth. I hated the fucking pacers. You made me fucking sick. But I had like, I was like, I had, it made me relive my feelings of hate for that motherfucker. I hated that motherfucker. <laughs> I hated Mike during, because he fucked, he fucked my team up. Yeah. But but I could still I could still appreciate because I, I did love him at some point. I yeah. never loved that snaggletooth motherfucker, Reggie Miller.
Have you had him on here? No. <laughs> He'd be good. That's my guy. He's hey, 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 those two shots that he hit against y'all, them two threes back to back. What were you thinking at that time? Uh, he, I, I, that I just I wanted. I, I <laughs> hated that. Fuck. <laughs> no, I hated that motherfucker so bad. I, I hated that fucking guy. And then when they had and he and he they made me turn on my guy Mullen, who was like my spirit animal. Yeah. And oh, Larry, he was on Indiana, spirit animal, right? He says mm-hmm. spirit animal. That was my guy. That was that was my guy. Lefty, slow, like that was my like Mullen was my dude. But then when he went to Indiana, I was like, fuck can't him. fuck with you. Can't fuck with you or the bullshit haircut. Who's your spirit animal? <laughs> Who was your guy? Who was your one guy growing up playing ball? Like was your like. That's my guy. Oh my if god! If you have to pick one, mine was Magic. Uh, I would have to say, I think the only two people I, either Scottie Pippen or uh, Grant Hill. The only two I looked at like that. I didn't look at Magic and Jordan like, like that. Like you just were like. I was amazed by them. You loved them. I loved them. I understand. Mm-hmm. I, them. I understand. I understand. But I, I, that fucking that last dance put me through because I would rewatch it in between yeah. the next episode. I kept rewatching them, but that fucking. When he was up there talking that bullshit, I was like, <laughs> "Still mad." But look, the, the video when he's when uh, B.J. Armstrong was talking shit, the game he just sitting in the locker room the, the next day. He sitting in the locker room the next day with the bat. Don't worry about it. You're right. Smoking a cigar <laughs> in the right. locker room. And, and he yeah, said, "Anybody can talk. Anybody can talk when you're up." Yeah, anybody can it talk. It's a real man. Hey, hey, that was a scene for me, bro. One thing that was that was some me, gangster though. shit. That was some gangster shit. Cigar in the locker room. I ain't worried bat. about bro, it. Cigar in, lock, cigar in the locker room. Cigar in the uh, in, in uh, on the airplane. Cigars in the hotel. Uh, in the hotel, like he was a G with his <laughs> he shit. He was a G, man. Cigars on the bus, like there was no limits to Mike. I what I saw was like one of my favorite things. Obviously, was getting a chance to see that, but seeing how compet, like seeing the Kobe shit in Mike, or vice yeah, versa. Yeah. You know, being able to play with Kobe in the way Kobe approached practice. Now he would fight teammates sometimes. Was he really people. on that same he, shit too? Oh, right, man, animal. Every single, every, whenever he practiced. Sometimes he was. Sometimes he'd get there early as fuck and just get all his work and just watch practice. But the days he did ru- a practice and scrimmage, bro, full he was all, full all the way. There's at no it. coast. All the way at it. It's video. It's videos of him talking to his teammates. I don't want to practice with y'all. Y'all yeah. fucking suck. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't coming to work today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And shit. You see, MJ was the same way. Yeah. He was on that shit. Yeah. That was and dope. and you know people, you know uh, people. Go, oh, he's a fucking asshole. I'm like, yo, you think, I mean, anybody that transcended Marlon Brando, he was a notorious piece of shit to work with. Not knowing his lines, uh, showing up, you know, crazy. James Brown, fucking shitting on the band. You know, anybody that's that Greats. great at what they do. They're a little off. There's a little no bit one, off. They you're can't not be supposed normal. to have everybody like you. Right. Right? You, right. you just, mm-hmm. it's just. Any anybody that's trans Denzel Washington is he supposed to be a motherfucker on set? But look what you get. Yeah, you're not gonna get that. And I'm sure when people, you know, like anybody that's that fucking sick, of course he was a motherfucker. This yeah. isn't fucking. We're not playing. This is the NBA. Mm-hmm. We're coming to fucking. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the goat for a reason. Right. Period. <laughs> he's the goat for a reason. He's bro. coming to fucking bust your fucking ass. And he if was... you don't like it and you're too soft and you didn't get the fuck up out of here, we'll get Shut another. Up. You ain't shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, get another motherfucker else. to pass the ball to when I when I got triple team so you could dunk at Bill Wennington, whoever the fuck but it people is. People don't talk about this. LeBron has a lot of mic in him too, as far as I'm his sure. preparation. You know what I'm saying? His dedication to the game. Like people don't don't see the similarities of Braun and Jordan, but I see a lot. 
the way they approach the game and dedication to be the best. You know what I mean? They have they have a lot of similarities. How could you? I mean, he's sick. Incredible. This guy's fucking stupid. Unbelievable. Yo, he's been in his did... prime for 17 years. Never another player has been in his prime for 17 years. He's done dunks in 17 years in the NBA that I couldn't do it in high school. Yeah. This fucking year was this bubble shit was. I mean, he, he's a fucking animal, man. Like, yo, he he dominated the games defensively, offensively, bubble, not a bubble. The whole I mean, the whole fucking. I mean, he's ridiculous. And you know what? If 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 they're focused and healthy next year, you come May or whatever the fucking playoffs are gonna be. That's gonna be five. He's gonna be right there. If they don't win it, you, you're not getting that win easy. So where do you put Jordan, Kobe, Braun? What's that for you? I don't like the skipping over Kobe. I don't either. You I know how will. it just they just all of a sudden we forgot. But with that, but with that said, I do feel like LeBron, with his career still having to be played, there's stuff he can do to jump Kobe. I think Michael Jordan, and it's also who we watched growing up, it's like, you know, the sentimentality of hearing this first song when you, you know, and the Chris Mullen and the Larry Birds and... You know, and Michael, even though I couldn't stand him, and even, I, you know, the people that I hated, the Reggie Millers, I would say this. The person who has the best career, we even say he's better or not better, but as far as the best career, it's not even close that it's LeBron James. No, not even close. At this point, it's not even close. To, to do it for 17 fucking years, to win the title, there's no asterisk on this fucking bubble. He's no. been there every damn near, in the finals damn near every year's career. 11 years out of 17? That's... 10 years out of 17? That's more impressive than Will, um, than Bill Russell's Because it's a different time. It, Much different time. Listen, no disrespect. Uh, 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 there were guys who were dentists in the offseason guarding Bill Russell. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Who sell pastrami <laughs> in the fucking... I mean, Thank come on. you, Mike. Come Thank on. you, Mike. They fucking Borscht Belt fucking uh, Jewish guys guarding <laughs> Bill Russell. No disrespect to the great Bill Russell, but in my opinion, this is very controversial, the most overrated NBA player ever. No disrespect. I know you guys won't acknowledge it. I know the... No, no, no. How many teams was it back then? Give me a fucking break, man. These guys had... Eight teams? Are you kidding me? You know who would have been a champion back then? Brian Scalabrini would have been a four-time <laughs> champion. White mama. He would have been transcendent player back then. Oh, he hey, he could fucking play. He blocked my shot in the big Bro. three and it went viral. Yo, at S. I think you tried to hard foul him. I did, I did. At SC, hey, at SC, he has some game. I'm not even going to lie to you. Scalabrini could play. But up here. He's smart. Oh, yeah. He's Very. smart as fuck playing basketball. I mean, bro. anybody, one of the one of the blessings that I've had being a big fan on big three going to practices, watching Steph and Clay work out. People that don't know and haven't had the privilege of, there's guys that played in Big Three that I can't even name. When you watch a professional play versus, uh, uh, and you watch it in real life up close, Different. you won't say a fucking word about mm. anybody. Mm. Scal, I'll put him up against anybody watching this motherfucker right now. He's probably like, don't put me in this. He'll bust your fucking ass right now. Yeah. I'm showing up two hours before. I played the last game. I'm showing up two hours before the first game. Me and Scal, Scal, Scal he's showing up around the time getting his work in, too. Mm-hmm. And this is the big three. We were still still taking it that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you see professional basketball players, people are like, oh, Matt Barnes was just a goon. Okay, I got Matt Barnes yeah. bust your ass, too. And then Matt's like, I got a fucked up ankle. Well, people don't realize that. Like, it could be it's the last man on the, like, you're a professional. That's why people like, well, the, the the last man doesn't play. This isn't that. Or you okay. didn't start. You, like, do you realize, like, that last? He like, averaged last, 60 in high school, that man, last like, man. Man, exactly. that last man would destroy anybody. And people don't understand. But you. 
you got that up close and personal. Ain't pilot. personal. You, you put that motherfucker against. He's Michael Jordan. Right. Yeah. I seen Grant Green. Uh, Gary was it? Uh, Grant. Um, Gary Grant. Gary Grant. One time when I came out to California when I was a teenager, playing at uh, Venice Beach. It Killing Michael Duncan like doing wild <laughs> shit that you never seen. Right. Uh, my man, uh, uh, Brian Rooks. I seen him one time random at a beach, shooting threes like people hanging on. He never shot a three. I mean, this. Oh, guys, guys play their seen, role. You guys don't know play what their you're role talking. The they don't know to see a professional athlete right. up close. Talk about what that big three experience was like for you. I mean, you're Fun. in the locker room interviewing people, pissing some people off sometimes, <laughs> hanging out with Jack after the game, rapping. Kid like in the candy what was? Store. It was dope. Huh? I mean. To be over there interviewing Doc, I told you what Doc meant to me. Right. To, 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 to be in the hotel and Doc's in there, you know, with, with, with his lady and he's drinking wine. I'm like, I'm never, I'm never, you know, to be in there chilling, like, you know, before the games with Oak, with him. We're just bullshitting. Right. Like, and, and to get to also see, like, you know, like the personalities, people's with their families and yeah. shit like that. It was, it was so much fucking fun. You know, to interview Ice and... You know, like, I just love it so much and have such a respect for the game yeah. and the, 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 the greatness of all the guys. Guys that I name I can't even remember. Like, these guys are sick. Mm. And, and it, just, it was just fun. Just fun. Just, just a, a fucking ball. Like, mm. crazy-ass Rick Barry. Yeah. You know, that motherfucker. George with Gary yeah, Payton. Yeah, I mean, Gary. I mean, this, talk about an actor. Yeah. This motherfucker. GP? GP. Oh, he's a whole character. I love, oh, man. GP is a character. He, he could do, like, a stand-up comedy tour. Yes. Yes. That motherfucker's funny. Yeah. And you know, like, and when 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 it would get really competitive real quick, or when Gary starts talking shit, like it's not like he's just, oh, uh, you ain't shit. Like I don't remember who he was going after Dante on the Dante Jones. He went like oh, he was yeah. ready. Yeah. Uh, he went in. You trash. You ain't you, you ain't nothing. You, you ain't, ain't nothing. He got so upset. He was at a loss for words. What was your stats when you played? What's your <laughs> Oh, Gary be going at it. He's the best. <laughs> he, he, he's he the best at the, the trash The best. Bro. And, you know, with that moment between you and Oak, and yep. I'm watching, I'm like, you know, like, what the f You know, and I'm like, please. And 10 minutes later, we at the bar together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a few uh, almost near fight situations. I what try do you think to about them. those? Yeah. They're scary, man. Motherfuckers are big. And they're big. Nate Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. And Big Baby. Big Baby, yeah. There was one with Katino in them. Uh, uh, James and, White. And I was in the championship. Oh, no, no, yeah. Not James White. Uh, who was uh, Dante was, uh, Jones and Corey McGetty. Nah, uh, from, he used to play for Atlanta. Josh, Josh Smith and right. oh, Royce White. White. Royce right. White. That was crazy. Because right. I heard yeah, Royce yeah, White yeah. got hands. He, 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 he knew he do that UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Royce came out with a chip on his shoulder. Like I was like, oh, I'm not fucking going near but that you see shit. in the video, he grabbed Josh wrist, like was trying to break it. Like, like he grabbed it and Josh was like, man, give me my arm. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, Royce doing? He was, doing? He was trying to break out. his wrist. It was dope. It was fun as shit. And, and it was just, it was dope. I mean... Big baby. I mean, talk about a, a one of one of one. No one else like him. I mean, this guy's nobody pushing four hundred pounds can move like that. I'm sorry. Like a ballerina. Like a ballerina. Yo, you, you never see no shit like that. Did you see and the shit go viral? Uh, just recently. His uniform, in, uh, his uniform in Atlanta. Oh my god, I can't believe that. He's the best. He's so dope. He's he just... the fucking best. And and. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, does he know that it looks bugged? Or does he not know that way? Because <laughs> he doesn't in, care. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a but, fuck. But I was curious. I was like, does he know how? He has to know that this looks crazy. He's 
I guarantee. What game was that? I guarantee what it, was a, it, was, it was a last minute show up. He decided to play. Yeah, it was like man, some, give me a uniform. Some, I don't care what yeah, size. Some it is. rapper league. They were playing in Atlanta, right? Yeah, some rapper league. And who's he trying to Sway Lee, Sway Lee. Sway Lee's uniform. That's Sway Lee's uniform. That was Sway Lee's uniform. I thought he was going big baby and shit. Like no I mean, chance. Yo, that talk about good feet. That motherfucker spinner. Right. When he oh, when man. he spin through, you're not. No. But so that he's unguardable in the big three. Unguardable. He's a fucking, I mean. Who's a player you found kind of new respect for that you might have not have known until you got to see up close in the big three? Good question. Mm. You know, man, I, I honestly, I mean, probably baby. Mm. The physicality, like the, 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 the movement of big baby. You, you think he's just a fucking, you know, like, you know, because his personality, he's crying, he's upset. But like watching him physically, it's a one of one. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just it's. He's probably like the one that like you'd be like you you'd go to watch him just to see like that shit because it looked crazy and to be that close to it you could appreciate it on a different, a different level. level yeah you know I mean all the, the competitiveness of all the dudes like you knew Nate was ready mm-hmm. to yeah. like you know Nate's coming in shape mm-hmm. and and all that shit but baby watching baby uh, there was a couple of seasons where he was really like he was he was he was Great in shape. shape for himself. You know, his, his his in shape is different than everybody right. else's in shape. Right. But when he's moving and spinning and shit like that and shooting, like, yeah, that shit's pretty, it, pretty it cool. It was Joe Johnson for me. I think he was so underrated <sighs> in the NBA. And, and he never he just got went his, and did his dude, job. He, he didn't say nothing. He, he just, just went and did his job every night. He came in the big three and dominated, bro. Everything that we expect him to come <clears> and do, kill. he did it. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was good for him for me to see him. Be at the top of the league, and everybody praise him because he didn't get the praise he deserved while right. he was in the NBA. And and it's crazy it's because a good call. you had a lot of games. You know, as as good as you know, when 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 you guys get to the point where you, you you're out of the NBA with your skills, and you're still still so much better than the rest of the world. Yeah. It's just a little bit. It's just a little you're, bit. You're barely out the NBA, so you still got a lot of game. Yep. A lot of fucking game. Yeah. It might be just a little mm-hmm. bit of quickness. I mean, you know, or you it could third- be just politics. Of course. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of people who are just politics. The politics are real they fucked up. They tried it with Mellow, but politics are we didn't really let it happen. happen. That no, was great. Him, yeah. Tried it. And, and, and that was beautiful. And he he was great last year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, it extended his career, right? I hope right? that Westbrook doesn't get mellowed. Because, you know, you're hearing trades, possible trades, and you hear that there's not very much interest, and you sit back like, huh? How not? Russell Westbrook, first ballot Hall of Famer? Like, right. what's the problem? Yeah, I, I hope so. You know too. what I mean? What they did to AI, they fucked yeah. him. They did yeah. to a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, they. they Rasheed wasn't done. They, they, they push you guys out. There's a bunch of motherfuckers that they, they do that to. And I don't like it because, you know, if. if That's nothing, why we like Cube so much for creating the league. And Jamal, Jamal Crawford, like, <laughs> you don't want this. Cl- this is a class act. He could still give you 50. You don't want him teaching these young men how to be men. They don't have that no more, though. You 19-year-old fucking dummy who, who, (laughs) you know, is... You don't want him to be around a gentleman who could bust your ass just to see a professional. Jamal Crawford is a great role model for these Mm -hmm. young That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you you don't want to... You throwing him in there in Brooklyn in the bubble? Get the fuck out. That's disrespectful, man. Like, there's got to be some sort of... You know, it it, it helps the teams. It's got to help these players. You know who... There was a couple of dudes like that where I'm like, you know. Well, they don't have that no more. Like when me and Jack came, there was like veteran leadership and OGs. Sometimes, sometimes the OGs didn't even play. They were just there to keep shit in line. Look at Odonis. Yeah, exactly. Give you the Vince Carter, give you the ropes. Like they don't have that no more. Like it's it's younger and younger. With the average age is like what 22 or something. Mm -hmm. The average age used to be a high like high 20s. 
what I mean? So vets are, you look at Steph Curry, he's 30, 31, the oldest player on the Warriors. Right. You know what I mean, it's crazy. That's why, that's why a lot of players, excuse me, Mike, that's why a lot of players are picking where they're going and going to play places they want to play instead of being loyal to these organizations. You can't Cause, be. Because they ain't loyal to you. I, I, you know, once Shaq got traded, it's all, all bets off. <laughs> you can't be. You can't be. You know, they're just they're just jobs. It's right, a place. Right. It's a it's a workplace. It's different. But like, they don't need to have Udonis on the Miami. But but when he's screaming at these dudes, they listen, that they respect means it. something. But he mm-hmm. is three hundred five. Right. He's the mayor. He is three hundred five. You 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 can't you can't send him to no other team. Mm-hmm. He has to be there. He has to be there. But just that type High of guy. College. But that kind of guy should be on each team. Though, I totally exactly. agree. You know what I mean? totally agree. You need that. You need that. You, need you know, that. like if somebody's doing whatever the fuck, like a, a guy there, like they just, almost like yeah, the principal like another or coach, some shit. Just like, another coach. Yeah, it's not fair. I don't like when they rush people out of the, the NBA. I, mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's that business of it. Yeah. Disruptive behavior. What uh, drew you to the podcast space? Where you talk the most shit. It, um, I, I, I did your podcast twice and I had such a good time. And that's really what sparked the idea for me and Jack. I'm like, yo, I went on Mike's podcast. We smoked. Yeah. And we just talked shit and laughed the whole time. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I got in, you know, before it became like this, everybody got a fucking podcast. <laughs> It's crazy, man. Everybody Everybody. Yo, you do my podcast? I'm like, do 30 episodes, and then I'll yeah, don't exactly. call me. I'm like, fucking my gardeners. I'm like, come on, man. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you doing, A man? A gardening podcast? Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's but I, I, I just love it. I love the, 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 the freedom of it. I love the, the fact that you're um, not um, obliged to talk or not talk about whatever you want. Um, it's... It's an outlet. It's fun, and it's it's creative as fuck. You know, there's no rules in it. There's no, right. you know, you guys are doing video, but you know, you could do a podcast if we were just doing audio sure, anywhere, yeah, right. right? You know, and and that's dope. You know, to have something where you could be like, yo, let's just spit some shit. Shout mm-hmm. out, iHeart. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Black and Black Effect. Black Effect audio. But so I, I love doing it. I love I love it. It's fun, mm-hmm. and and it's 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 just it's just fun. It's just fun, and you get to really kind of. Especially through this, you know, I'll be honest, I was nervous when everything got shut down because in, in your head, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa we're just going to be in the house for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But this year, especially during those March, April, May, June, through all the, 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 the protesting and everything like that, it, for me, it was some of my best podcasts because mm-hmm. it was so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we didn't so, miss a beat. Shout out our team. Mm-hmm. We didn't miss a beat. We picked it up too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and so it's 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 a dope form, and like I said, I mean, you guys are so unique because in regards to life and sports, like you, your authorities um, in sports, especially obviously basketball, but in life, you know, you guys are respected, and you, you you're also young men, and like you know, just even a little bit that I know you guys to see. You know, uh, uh, everything that, you know, to, to be spokes, to become spokespeople. Right. Transition we made. It, mm-hmm. It's dope. You know you what I mean? sound like Kobe. That's what Kobe told yeah. us. Yeah, it's it's dope. And, and um, you know, to have this outlet where you can, you know, well, I didn't think that when we first started doing it. And this, you know, it's just a dope, it's just a dope form. Well, but, I mean, but everybody got the motherfuckers. Jack likes yeah. to say, you know, we get to control our own story now. You know what I mean? I think one thing we wanted to touch on earlier, too, is, you know, with you know the, the new Silas head coach in Houston, with James and Russ wanting to leave, it has nothing to do with him. 
but that's how the media is going to try to spin it. You know what I mean? So we were actually talking to Kendrick Perkins before the show. Like, you know, we have enough people in our spaces now to let people know, like, no, Silas wasn't the problem. It was management and the way they dealt with shit is the reason why Russell James want to leave. But mm -hmm. people are going to try to say, like, they don't want to play for Silas. So just right. small things like that that allow us to, you know, to, to, to tell our own story and, and, and the media can't run with the, the narrative they want to create. You ask any player that know him or that been around Steve Silas? Great dude. About time. Everybody's saying about time. Mm -hmm. And his father's Paul, right? Yep. Yes, my guy. Yeah. Steve was with us in, in um, Golden State, Golden but he was State. with me in Charlotte as well, him and Paul. So he's ready to go. He's ready I've to been go. Been ready to go. Let, let me ask you, I know we, we got to get ready to be done. Well, how? What do you think of the Nash? Uh, um, I like it. You do? I like it. Let me, go ahead. I like the fact that it's somebody who's actually played the game, who knows the fucking game. Yeah, he. You know what I mean? You know, a lot, a lot of people had had, had things to say that. Well, why did um, these guys vow for a white coach instead of a black coach? I get why. That's called it's Hall a two of Fame MVP privilege. That ain't white privilege. Who know the game? Hall of Fame. Privilege. You know what I'm saying? Who, who understands us though? Right. He's been in the wars with us. I was us. pissed with my man. And Stephen A's my guy, but I was like, what are you like talking that. about? Yeah, I, I don't, don't like listen it. to that clown no more. Oh, I, no, I didn't, I didn't like how they tried to spin that narrative. You yeah. know, because it's White privilege. He'll bust your ass privilege. Yeah, Hall of Fame privilege. Hall That's of Fame privilege. Oh, yeah. I'd rather him than one of those guys that's been in the film room 20 years right. and now all of a sudden coaching. Right. I'd rather him than that. Straight up. Because that's what normally happens. You guys know his disposition is... I don't know these fucking guys, but are like when 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 I think it was Kyrie or KD, one of them said, "Well, Kyrie. Tuesday Matt might be the coach, and then uh, Thursday Steve might be the coach." You, you uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that I, I think sometimes Kyrie just says stuff. He's to just say talking, it, right? But I, I mean, I think obviously they had to get sign off, sign off for those two guys, and mm -hmm. and I really think honestly, if Kyrie's locked in, which I'm hearing he is going to be, Steve is going to help him more than anybody the most be just from the mental and psychological standpoint in an approach to the game because Steve is one of the all-time great point guards. He's stupid. Mm -hmm. I think it was a great move for the simple fact of what he said. To get Kyrie on page and to buy in and get the respect from the coach, you couldn't find a better player than Steve Nash. He's going to respect This him. is the guy that he looks up to. This is right. the guy that he watched mm -hmm. play. He, his mm -hmm. game, he has a lot of Steve Nash in his right. game. He does. You know what I mean? So that's just, Around that, the that, basket that, and that's shit. That's the same way if Kobe would have got coached by MJ. Right. It's the same type of thing. The, the respect that a guy like Steve Nash can bring to the locker room is priceless. Right. You can't get that from anybody. Yeah, it's they're gonna be they're gonna be fucking sick with or without. I, I, me personally, I don't think they should bring Harden. I know it's like I want to see you, it. I just want to see it for the game. It'd be nuts, but they with they already dude, got a nice team though. They got a crew. Really nice. And we haven't really? seen that. We haven't right. seen the team they got yet. Right. And no. I, and I, yeah, I'm just telling the world right now. My homeboy is running. Rico Hines is running runs over at El Camino College. And KD is on his shit. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know what he's doing with his hair. Fuck that. Yo, but KD, at least he's growing. Bro, bro, KD. Sometimes is, you gotta, you gotta fucking, you gotta you let gotta it throw just say the fuck blanket, it, right? But, look, but see, the thing is, he had, he had baby dreads anyway by just brushing it. You're so not doing it. Makes him a, sense to let it just stack, dread naturally. Stack. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, you're not doing him a service by even validating that shit right there. <laughs> if, you gotta cut it off. That's your guy. You gotta cut it off. Yes. Now, if I say it, then like, stay out of his hair, black man's hair, and all that shit. I'm gonna tell Stephen Jackson, you need to tell him you're not doing him a service by uh, explaining or baby dreading. I don't know what the fuck he got going. Now, I know he's got a little bit of that, my man, my man Jerome Kersey shit. God bless him. 
Okay, we all got our hair shit. Yeah. You got the ill, the ill. Be lucky. You, your shit is strong yeah, too. Yeah, my, my shit good. Now everybody's Jalen Rose. Too. My man Paul George. Yo, he got the shit down here. I don't think Paul, Paul George never got an edge or something because his hairline is unbelievable. <laughs> I would die to have that fucking hairline. You and me both. <laughs> that motherfucker's down. He got a fucking his forehead. He got a two head. We got. Matter of fact, we're gonna talk about that. We got him on the show. I want to ask did he ever get an edge? In the I front. met him one time. I said, yo. I edge fuck up. with yo, you know, yeah, fuck edge the edge. Up. If you got your shit down here, you're in some chia pet shit, keep you're it. Good. Cause I mean, but 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 I was listen. saying all that to say KD is on his shit. Okay. Yeah. The way no, no, he no. is moving, playing. I know. Oh yeah, you'll give it, go ahead. Get no, back to it. You and you have the authority to see <laughs> the authority. My man, my dude, you're in Brooklyn, you've been out. I don't know what you need to do, but you need to fix your shit before you head to December 22nd. Fix your shit. I'm not telling you how to fix it. If you need hey, to glue it, hey, he's gonna, snap on. He's going to see this I anyway. I fuck with so, KD. Yeah. I, I busted his balls. I busted his fucking balls. I said when he started talking shit about the Knicks, I fuck with KD. I'm, yo, do, if you show up game one with just shit, spotty? I'm, I'm not I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm going to be on your ass. I'm going to be on your fucking ass, no Bruno. And no Bruno. <laughs> and still drop 40. Fuck it. 40 with his shit. Like, Fuck yo, it. looking like a 70-year-old roster who got lost somewhere and just never made it back. Like, this his shit's is crazy. like, wow. What's the difference between Mike Rappaport, the podcast host, and Mike in real life? I mean, I'm not on blast all the time. Mm -hmm. One thing that, because of the podcast and because of Instagram, like people literally come up to me in the street when I'm with my wife. The other day, some dick stained Donald Trump and they're, they're fans. I'm with my whiz. I'm, I'm holding hands like there's a, a, a woman here. Yeah. But they're so hyped and they think that I'm going to be like, yeah, fuck that motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, we're eating brunch, man. I'm, I got to smoke. I'm on some other shit right now. Like, yeah. I, I got you and I appreciate the love. That's the biggest thing is that people think that I'm on. Always full, on. Oh, wait, yeah. And, you know, we're doing, this is a show, right? So I'm, I'm amped up. But, yeah. you know, the show cuts off. We chill. You guys are not, yeah. you know, all fucking mm -hmm. amped up all the time, too. Especially you're low-key as shit. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I'm sure people have preconceived notions. But people think that I'm like, you Always. know, fuck LeBron. Fuck LeBron, Mike. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know. It's The season's not for six months, you know. <laughs> chill out. I got to say that. Yeah, like, our, <laughs> you know, the fucking, when I'm in New York, it's... You know, Mike Rap, fuck the Knicks, fuck the fuck. And my father's like, he's 80, 87. He's like, what, what's, what's, you know, is that fans or they want to fight you? Or, you they want to bite your other ear? Yeah, you don't know what the fuck, fuck is going on here. Like, what's, what's happening? So that that's the, the, the biggest thing. I'm, in real life, I'm I'm not a lunatic all the time. It's right. it, What people see on the internet, it's, it's a thought. It's a marination of the thought. It's usually when I'm walking my dog, and it's kind of like instead of calling somebody, um, I just you cocksucker, you motherfucker, and then I put it down, and then it's I'm done. I'm glad you said your dog. How was the videos you make of this dog that try to bite you every morning? What? How that, that fucker moved? How? Oh, you moved? He moved. Okay. <laughs> the, the dogs moved. <laughs> The dog's move. He made videos every no, morning, dog. I used to dog. bug out off that. Hey, these, this dog, he used to walk his dog, and some dog used to try to bite him through Screaming the fence every nowhere. day, Just the dog. bully, huh? Yeah, just running out. Like, you know, when you're, like, early in the morning, you're just chilling, and, like, you know, you're like, what the fuck? And I used to scream at him. I used to be ready for him, and I used to scream at him before, oh, and people man, like, you're yelling true. at the dog. That dog's going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you can give people that 
were so set on one career, it didn't work out and they transferred into another career, what would be the piece of advice to be able to continue to kind of transition into that next move? For me, I think that the best thing about any career, whether it's, you know, I only know show business or whatever, is you have to have to do it. You can't want to do it. You, 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 it has to be something you have to do. Like you had to play ball. Mm -hmm. You, you didn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, you know, oh shit, I'm going to go work on my fucking left hand. Like you just did it organically. And, and, and the times are so tough right now, you know, um, you know, for everybody, especially young people with the, everything we're going with, you got to find something, you, you know, all dreams don't come true, unfortunately. Right. I literally thought I was going to be a basketball player. But then I found something that I was like, that was what I was meant to be. Mm -hmm. These are also special jobs. We're mm -hmm. lucky, right? Right. Ooh, but you have to have that. And, and, and the grit, and sometimes the grit and the tenacity to keep going is more important than the talent. The talent's important. You need talent. But the, the highs and lows of life, the highs and lows of career, you have to have that fuck you attitude, whatever, however that manifests in your head. Mine is more like a fuck you attitude, but you have to have that grit to keep going, especially in, 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 in this business, because there's going to be highs and lows for, for, for everybody. I don't like there's very few that don't have highs and lows uh, um, out there. And even then it'll catch up with them, too. Um, everybody coming for your job. Everybody's coming for your job. Everybody gets older. You know, there's the next sexy motherfucker. Mm -hmm. There's the next, you know, whatever. There's the next dudes that are, you know, you just got to, you know, the, 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 the tenacity is, is the most important thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and you just, it sounds like a cliche, but you cannot fucking listen. You got to trust your gut. The voices in yeah. your head will fuck you up sometimes. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you mm -hmm. you ain't shit. They'll tell mm -hmm. you that you are the shit. The, you know, you just got to keep, keep going. Mm -hmm. That's my only shit. Home stretch. Quick hitters, if you were coaching in a pickup basketball game at the park, who are you taking? Five guys. Fuck. All right, I'm just taking my five favorite guys. Yep. I'm taking Doc. Mm. I'm not going to go for the, the, this dream team. I'm taking Doc. I'm taking Moses Malone. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Mike. Mm -hmm. You won already. Right. I'm taking, I'm taking Isaiah. Mm. And I don't I'm know taking, how that's going to work. Now I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not we're going to win the game. It's in the park. Isaiah and Mike, though? They, 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 listen, they'll get over it. Okay, I'm going to talk right. to them. It's going right. to be fine. It's just one game. It's not it's a just season. One game. You're going to talk to them, Mike? fucking game. <laughs> you guys figure this bullshit out. Because I don't like how they try to give my man Isaiah, they try to, they try to shit on Isaiah. Yeah. I know Isaiah, listen, when you 6-1 from the bottom of 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 the hood, you're going to have that shit mm -hmm. on you. Okay. It still lasted today. Someone was just interviewing him talking about it. Mike was number what, five in his on, on his top yeah. five. Like that shit still burns deep between them two. Mm -hmm. Hey, cool for this pickup game, and then I'm one. gonna have Larry. He'll he'll, he'll cool yeah. him out for yeah. to, to win this game. We're in the park. So you got Dr. J, Larry, Bird, Moses, Isaiah, that dude, Moses. Yeah, because yeah, nice. Moses was my dude. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. my favorite, but I just loved the way he played. Rest First come peace. out of high school. Rest in peace, Big Mo. Did, yeah. did, did, did you guys ever get coached by him? Like yeah, in Philly, I had Mo. I played pickup cool. with him in uh, in Houston. Mo was cool as shit. He was like from another era, right? Uh, he was so 50 cool. years old, still playing pickup. I fuck with Moses Malone. Mo. He was on some shit. So, oh, yeah, that's no. my team. You're not going to lose too many games with that team. Right. Yeah, we're going to be all right. Top five hip-hop albums ever. <clears throat> I'll go with Enter 36 Chambers. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan. Come on, you know I know that. They're nothing to fuck with. Uh, Midnight Marauders, Tribe Called Quest. I'm gonna go with um, 
man, this is a tough question. I'm going to go with um, criminal-minded BDP. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, young motherfuckers. Ooh, you went, you. you went hard with that one. BDP, stupid. Boogie Down Productions. Um, I'll go with Gangstar. They're, they're, um, I'll go with Gangstar. And then the fifth album, I would go with, man, my, my, my brain is, 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 is uh, slipping. But fifth album, I would go with, shit. Man, there's so many good, I would go with uh, The Chronic. The Chronic. That's a good album. Yeah, I mean, there's so classic. many, forget, but that, that, those mm-hmm. would be the five today. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do two or three uh, just Ghostface Killer records. Uh, uh, you know, uh, he's had records, and then only both for Cuma Links is stupid. Mm-hmm. But that, that, you know, those lists are tough because you could ask me in an hour. You, you it know, change, right? <laughs> people get so angry. Uh, you got to look in the crates. Yeah, and then people, you know, you're like, "What was I rocking uh, uh, this morning?" And you know, but that that's a good five. Yeah. Uh, five dinner guests. Shit. Dead or alive. <clears throat> Shit. Five dinner guests, dead or alive. I'm going to go with all live. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, now he's not a very talkative, but I'll go with De Niro. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Larry Bird because I've never even seen him in real life. Mm-hmm. I'll go with, I'll go with, man, shit, Stevie Wonder. Ooh. This would be a cool dinner. It's going to be all men. Uh, I'll go with, fuck, um, I'll go with, uh, I mean, there's so many fucking people, man. I'll go with Trump. Mm. He, Someone just said that, too, because they mm. wanted to know what he was thinking. Who just said that? One of our other guests just said that. Good question. He's going to be like, why the fuck you invite me? We, we're going right. to talk to you, you yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I'll go with, I'll go with uh, my, one of my favorite actors. I brought her up earlier just because I'm thinking i got to have a woman because, you know, otherwise they'll cancel me. I'll go with my girl, Regina King. Regina, two, two, seven. Yeah, she's dope. You should have her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Regina Hall. She, Regina Hall's dope, too. You, oh, yeah, she is. Jack has a crush on Regina Hall. She's that's cool, a, too. That's a celebrity crush. Yeah. yeah. They're, you, they're both dope for the podcast. Yeah, like, they're both funny and cool. And well, this, might, hey, this, this next question might help with that. Jack, finish them off. <laughs> Regina, peace. Hope all is well with you. Okay. This motherfucker right here. Okay. Regina Hall. Yeah. Let me refocus. Okay. Okay, last question. Who do you want to see on All the Smoke? But your answer, you have to help us get that person on here. Man, you guys have had some good fucking guests. You know who I would love to see you guys have on? Because I don't think there's been a quintessential interview with him. And he was on Bill Simmons' podcast, and Bill Simmons was whack interviewing him. And I know he loves Bull, Denzel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Get Denzel on. That's now, huge. me saying it won't do shit to get him on. <laughs> First and foremost. Right, now, I'm right. going to be honest. Uh, I'm putting cases on all you motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, but, 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 you can, but, but <laughs> the Bill Simmons interview with him was fucking whack. But all you got to do is talk some hoops with him. And then, you know, the acting shit. I be mean, solid. Because he loves hoops. They say he's a lot funnier than he portrays in his movies. Like, when you're talking to him, they say he's almost a comedian. They say he's that funny. Listen, get Denzel. Again, me saying Denzel, come on, all the smoke, nothing. That's going to do nothing for you. <laughs> they might have fucked it up. <laughs> but he's my favorite. Like, he's my favorite he's right dope, now man. because Hell he's yeah. just so... I mean, I, there's, it's hard to pick one, but to me, he's... To me, he's the best movie star ever because... 
He's got the looks, he's got the swag, and then his skill set. Yeah. He could be a character actor. Right. You know what you call Anything. It. He's stupid. Mm -hmm. And he's just, he, he's got that fucking craft down by the balls at this point. Mm -hmm. He's so good. Mm -hmm. and, and he's been so good for so long. I fuck with him. Yeah, he's yeah. A per the number one person who I want to work with. That's dope. Uh, you know, that I just have such respect for. He's that I would be bugging if I worked with him. Yeah. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, man, we appreciate your time today, man. Thank oh, you. Great show. Thank That's a wrap. Guys, Mike. Appreciate it. All the smoke. You can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart Family Black Effects. See y'all next that. week. All, all the smoke. All that business. This is All the Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.